When the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I'm now away to get me suit my son. Yes! What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? Goodwill well asked him which way he thinks it should be done. and welcome to Sacked in the Morning, the football podcast that has a legitimate psychic on our team. Uh, Danny, I believe last week, uh, was it three of the predictions that you made have actually come true so far? Uh, Hold on, let's see. It was the coach, Wolves. (laughs) Wolves, yeah. Who technically weren't the first to fire their coach, but they did technically hire a coach. Technicalities here. Technically, they hired the coach before Southampton did. So I'm counting that as correct because they kind of let go their standing coach, really, didn't they? So mm. I'm going to count that. I'm going to count that. So, uh, what else What else did we come up with? Uh, what else was it? Hold on. Uh, Zidane, I think. Uh, Zidane, yeah, coaching the French national team. Coaching the French national team, uh-huh. yeah. And I'm sure there was something else. Was there? I feel like I there was. was. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think I think I think it was just those two. Yeah, I don't I don't think there was three, and you're only giving one on a technicality. Okay. Well, hey, man, it's more than you fucking got. <laughs> <laughs> got. Give him a break, okay. man. Exactly, which is why I'm fighting this technicality one because I haven't got any yet. Oh, sorry, I turned my camera off. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, I'm trying to get rid of. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, just. You know, like one of those. I'm trying to get rid of me from this little line of people because it's confusing me. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of you. You're the host. We can't get rid of you. 
No, no, what it is, you, as you're looking at the screen, I've got the three video feeds, and I keep looking at mine. It's really distracting me. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm Fair just enough. trying to see if I can get rid of me from this lineup. <laughs> oh, fair dude. I mean, it's I really annoying. I can turn my video off if that helps. No, 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 that's not it at all. It's <laughs> literally just me. You know what? I need to just stop looking at that part of the screen. Just, <laughs> just sit there like that for the whole. <laughs> oh, this is, gonna, this is going so well, boys and girls. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I, someone I, said we were a professional podcast, but uh, I would like to. Make that I, yeah, right now they and... said this at one point, but I, 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 I've never agreed with that fact. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna dispute that till the till days come. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we've got me who's being distracted by my own video. I keep looking at it, feeling who's making <laughs> dinner in his kitchen, and I don't know what Danny's doing. I can just see his beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching football. Okay, fair enough. Oh. So, anyway. Hey, well, my... we'll, see you, we'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> you you wouldn't have thought this was the football podcast, would you? This is like the bibble. Um, where <laughs> am I? Yeah. Uh, my name is Richard. <laughs> I, I am your host each and every week. Um, this uh, I'm joined by two guests. No Tom this week. He is currently off on his travels. So I'm joined by two yeah, other guests. Us. He did abandon us, but it seems like he's gone at the right time, it seems. Because <laughs> you know what? He'd just be sitting here going, what's so funny? I don't get what's so funny. You know? Anyway, should we talk about the Brazil squad? <laughs> so this week I am joined by my two guests. If you want to introduce yourselves... <laughs> Oh, Christ. How's Phelan? How we doing? Phelan? Hey, guys. Daniel here. Daniel, how are you? How are you both? Yeah, we're great. Oh, I'm great. I don't know. I I I said weird as if I can talk for Danny, but still. (laughs) We're great. (laughs) Right, let's try and get this back on track, shall we? Um, Have fun editing the bones out of this one. I mean, I don't. As as long as I get rid of the swearing, I'm just going to leave all this in. I don't really care. I'm still doing so. I might stop my ass ass for the link for this. I uh, just in the world. Just got to get rid of the swearing. Everything else is copacetic, man. Uh, right. So, um. The, the the topic for this week that 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 we decided that we wanted to discuss, well that you two, you guys decided I think it was mainly just Danny but stop looking Danny at the I... video Richard I just <laughs> it's so distracted I just keep watching myself stop because you know why because I'm talking to me and you guys are probably like what's he looking at. <laughs> Do you know what the problem is? It's because there's usually someone else here, so I can look at yeah. him while I'm talking. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I just, oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> topic, come on, the topic this Carry week. On where the bibble finished. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm going to put, like, a sheet of paper over that part of the the, the video or something. Oh, my God. Right, anyway. Take section, I'll tell you. 
everything's an outtake it seems like uh i'm a <laughs> terrible host come on i'm supposed to be keeping this on track the topic this week um uh, danny decided that he would like to talk about the uh the world cup squads and world cup selections because that has been released uh well we're recording this on sunday that was recorded on the thursday of this week recorded they were released on the thursday of this week i rescued it it's fine no one noticed uh so you guys would like to talk about the world cup squads i am gonna open this throw this out to you gentlemen who wants to go who wants to get something off their chest first i know that danny was pretty adamant about something so he's probably going to want to go <laughs> but i'll let you go yeah, off yeah. you go honestly okay that's it don't worry so the dude has been killing it in syria he won the league he's doing well you know why the f isn't he i mean it's, oh I, I can't curse i'm sorry uh <laughs> why is he not why is he not selected for the world cup squad you know like because you have Maguire. You have Eric Dyer, like both of them, honestly, like, I don't think they're like, they deserve to be one, on the national team. One little thing I'm going to put, a uh, little caveat I'm going to put in for Eric Dyer, at least he's playing. Okay, true that. Uh, he's not I mean, playing well. No, but I mean, it's more than you can say for Harry Maguire, right? I mean, look, this honestly, is though, true. Think, about, think about this. Would you rather have Smalling at, in your team right now or Eric Dyer? Smalling, because at the moment, like, he's doing well with Roma. You know, he's not f***ing up. Messing up. People are getting it. No, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I, I would always, always, always pick the players that are in form. Always. I, but this is something that England never seemed to have done ever since I've been aware of English national teams going to tournaments and things like that. They mm. they have their favourites. They have their um, media darlings, yeah. and that's it. To hell with everyone else. Um, my my yeah, but I, I that was also because the media here. And I, I know that you don't know this because you can't watch it here. But the media yeah. here were all clambering for Madison to go. No one was clambering for Smalling, Tamori, Tammy Abraham. No one was saying anything about those guys. No. Everyone here was saying Madison has to go. He has to go, right? He has to. If Madison's not in the team, we riot, you know? So mm. that's why he got in, because Gareth Southgate's too spineless to go against public opinion. Honestly, I hate him. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't even know. Strong emotion. But... <laughs> no, like, honestly, like, I don't even know who the person is. Like, I've never heard about him, you know? Next thing you know, like, he's, like, coaching the national team. I'm, he's like, so okay, young, isn't guy? he? He's just so young. I'm, like, <sighs> like, he doesn't even have experience, you know? Like, where did he coach? Can you please uh, like, name me? Middlesbrough. Uh, Middlesbrough, <clears throat> Middlesbrough and the England under 21s. England under 21s, yeah. Under 21s. I mean, they got stuffed in all of the group stages of the under 21 Euros that we participated in. We had away one semi final and lost on penalties. My issue with also... the team is we, we've taken people here again who are not fit. We do this every single tournament 
and it always blows up in our face. We've taken yeah. Kyle Walker, hasn't played a game since September. Yeah, Kevin why? Phillips, who's had 40 minutes within the last week, hadn't played before that from September. Why are we doing this to ourselves every time? I mean, to be fair, we're not the only country that have done that this time around. There have been a few countries that have taken players that aren't fully fit at the moment. So um, we're not... Can, can you give me an example of it? Uh, South well, Korea, South Korea Son, Son, have taken Son. He's only just had uh, like facial reconstruction surgery, so yeah, so Mane. he's not fit. All right, hold on, uh, Mane as well, right? Yeah, yeah Mane's not yeah. fit. Yeah, and he's gone. No, no, so no. The... But, but they announced they they announced them. They, they signed them with the squad. He's injured, so but they're hoping like he might recover in time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what we do every all the time as well. We always name someone with the hopes that, and we try and do the mathematics and and work yeah. out well he'll be fit for this game and if if everything goes the way it's supposed to be that'll be the germany game he'll come back for <gasps> you know that's what yeah, we yeah, always yeah. do you know it's just so but we're not the only country that have done that this time around which is we are one of the few that have taken people that have been long-term injuries i mean calvin phillips yeah he hasn't basically played all season has he i do not get that yeah. one at all and kyle walker is is basically not going to last 90 minutes for quite no a long way. time yeah i don't i mean you don't really have a right back issue at the moment you have two I, I don't think they're taking walker as a right back anyway to be honest with you i think they're taking him as a center back really hmm. yeah yeah, Maybe, they'll yeah. they'll That's they'll right. they'll be looking to play a three, and he'll yeah, play yeah, on the yeah, right yeah. side of the three. Mm. Most probably Maguire in the middle, Dyer on the left. Probably, or you got Maguire on the Maguire's left because he's left footed, isn't it? So Stones and Walker, and Walker's kind of the sweeper of the three. Yeah, I don't think pace. I don't think Dyer will start. Yeah, no, nah. mm. Dyer's going to fill out the squad, but he's he's so out of form. It, it's actually, it's actually unreal. I mean... Um, and Southgate gave the reason why Tammy Abraham didn't make the squad is because he's out of form, and form is important with the games coming so thick and fast. The problem chosen... is, is that Dyer is already an established England international. Um, so he gets, he gets... Yeah, but he's, he's played at World Cups, so he gets a pass in, in that regard, you know? Experience. Like, yeah, which... I've I've never I've never gone on the whole experience thing. I've always think that nine times out of ten, most players make a massive impact when they've had no experience whatsoever. Michael Owen, Wayne Rooney, you know, they, they these are players that have always just come on and gone. Well, I've got nothing to lose, and they just absolutely kill it. The, you know, the first time of asking. Yeah, I've never really because they're not way down with the expectation of what's happened in the past, are they? they exactly. Just, they go yeah. in completely fresh. Yeah. And it's just, it just seems to be this thing that we have that we're, I mean, I get the experience is necessary, but you've got enough experience in the team already that you don't need to use that as an excuse. Not, I mean, what's uh, Gallagher going for then? I mean, he's not experienced and he's not in no good idea. form either. He's been mm. shocking for Chelsea this year. Last year Honestly, for Palace, yeah, fucking, sure, but just politics, you know. That's it what is. I feel like. It is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, a hundred percent. That's that's what it is. 
And this is where Southgate's argument about like not taking a Tammy Abraham because he's out of form gets blown out of the water because he's taken so many England players that are out of form, out of fitness. Not, it's not going to go well. No, honestly, he's going to regret his decision. He's going to see that because Maguire is not ready. It's not ready. Come on, like, let's be honest. I mean, like I said, he's just been, I mean, he hasn't even been playing. So, but you know that he'll start. He'll he'll be he'll be in the team straight away, even though he hasn't been playing. Definitely, at all. he's the captain. You know, he might well, even no, the, Kane is the captain, back. but but yeah, it's just. It, I no, mean, I but Danny this is a... he's one of the captains. But Kane oh is right, a... one of the yeah yeah like one of the yeah, leaders. He's, one, he's, he's yeah. one of the leaders of the, of the team, isn't he? Supposedly, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I mean, one but this is like I said, this is something that England have always done. Yeah, we we have the 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 players that are established and and it doesn't really matter what they're doing outside of that they'll always be guaranteed to go like like the the first time i learned that this was a thing was at euro 2000 when we were the only country at that tournament not to take our nationality's top goal scorer in the top division like every other country took their top goal scorer but we didn't why he doesn't have enough experience okay but he's the top goal scorer in the Premier League. Why would that not necessarily qualify him to be good enough? True. He should get his chance. Yeah, but he didn't. Alan Shearer went, and Alan Shearer hadn't scored for like three years in an England shirt or something like that. And, and that's the like... other thing. We only tend to take players that are in the, the, the top six, generally. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously you've got a lot of players that are outside of that uh, that are going, but it is very much fashionable teams that, that players yeah. go from. For That's sure. probably a better description of it, you know, to be fair, fashionable teams, because the top six in England now is very much wide open with the money. Yeah, but it's the teams with name brand, international recognition, isn't it? That's, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. no one's out. You think if Newcastle had been further down the table, there's no way that Callum Wilson goes. Sure. Um, it's the same reason why Ivan Tony's probably missed out on this. On this, I think because... I think that came down to a choice between Tony and Wilson. I, I genuinely think that was it. And Wilson is in the higher team. I think I that's. Think I, that I genuinely think that's what it was. Wilson plays very similarly to Kane, and that's what Southgate he wanted. He wanted that rather than having that Plan B option, he went with the philosophy of Plan A doesn't work. We'll keep with Plan A. And plan A must work. Yeah, he hasn't. We've got no, we've got no um, alternative coming off the bench to play that kind of central striker. Because mm. if you replace Kane for Callum Wilson, it's effectively the same. They'd effectively do the same thing. Which then makes you wonder, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. You or is that. it just a, is it just a coverage just in case Kane gets injured? But I think if Kane gets injured. Wilson's not starting. I think he's changing the shape of the team before anything else. Sterling's going through the middle, and you bring on Saka, um, and then probably he likes Sterling more than Rashford. I think think he'll start Sterling. I think he'll start Sterling with Saka and Rashford either side. Honestly, Sterling is another player. Like, what what, What has he been doing this season? Like, come on. Yeah, this season, yeah. But again, it's, you know? it's, it's name brand recognition, isn't it? You I mean, know? I know, he's... but like, Sancho is doing well. Like, he's doing better than Pepe. 
don't necessarily agree with that. I think they've both been as bad as each other, personally. I think Rashford's been better than both of them, for sure. So he should definitely be going. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'd take the players that were in form. I'd always take the players that are in form because milk it while it's there, right? Sure. 100%. I mean, I know that they say form is temporary, class is permanent, but nine times out of ten, if I drop the players that aren't in form, I've still got quality in my team anyway. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm I'm dropping someone from here. Now I need to choose someone from League One because I haven't got anyone else. You know, it's like the the quality's still there. I, I don't know. I just, I, it just, but I mean, I don't know why we're talking about this. We all know why. Why? Because we don't do that. <laughs> we have a set team, and you can sprinkle in a couple of little surprises here and there. But then that's basically it. You know, there will be a team. And then there'll be a couple of players in the squad that you'll be like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, my my uh, my big one is uh, Calvin Phillips. I really don't get why we're taking someone who's just hasn't played at all this season, basically. Because he's he's just a hype, right? Yeah. Last season he was a hype. The season before that he was a hype. So it's just like they're, they're living on that expectation, you know, of oh mm-hmm. yeah, he was he he's hype. So I'm sure like he's gonna do something in the World Cup. You know, that's what he's thinking. But he hasn't been playing, man. All he's been doing is like, okay, he's training with City, top players, you know, but you're not playing. Like, you need game time, you know? That's where you get the fitness. Yeah, he's only just come back to training, to be fair, in the last, like, 10 days. Done 40 minutes in the second half of a cup game, and he didn't even make it on at the weekend. So he's going to be horrifically short of match fitness, and it's only a week to the first game. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like Henderson and Rice in the middle anyway, isn't it? So... Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, I would have, yeah, I would have left Phillips at home, and I would have taken Ward Prowse personally. I like Ooh, Ward yeah, Prowse. Yeah, more experienced. I think arguably us, outside of Trippier gives us that dead ball, uh, yeah, different pass type of option. I think he's a better player than Phillips, and I, I know that's probably really controversial, and a lot of people are not going to agree with that. But I think that I think he's better on the ball. He's got a better eye for a pass. Um, Ooh, I think guys, he's... I don't want to jinx anything, but Rashford might be injured. Oh, breaking news. Uh, well, it won't be breaking news because <laughs> this isn't coming out for another two weeks. news for us. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just news. <laughs> old news, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, that's better. Old, Feeling's old back. News. I can watch Feeling. Breaking old news. There we go. Breaking old news, yeah. I do agree though that Ward Prowse is he's probably the our best player on the ball that we have in this country. Yeah. In I terms of the all round ability to pick a pass to uh with his vision, uh work rate, he's probably the best midfielder in that role. Um uh, but he's at an unfashionable team like Southampton. Yeah. That's that's all it is. Put him in another team. Put him in a bigger team, which I think he could do quite easily. I think he could play in a better team, a big, uh, better team. Sorry, um, and yeah, I still think he'd do a great or job. Something he he'd be on. He'd be going to the World Cup instead of Gallagher. He, the Gallagher yeah. is the, his his inclusion is the most surprising inclusion because 
every time I've seen Chelsea play this season, he's been absolutely awful in the role that he's being asked to play in. Mm-hmm. That uh, sit in the sit as a, uh, as a number two within the pivot, um, that holding player while they go well, like Jorginho or Kante goes forward. He's just you know he's given goals away. He's been sent off. He doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't really look like he knows where he what he's a what his role what his job is in that role. And yet we've decided to take him to a World Cup over a, a James Ward-Prowse. It that it's like taking it's like when Theo Walcott went back in two thousand and two when everyone was like, what? It doesn't it just doesn't make a lot of sense. There's no rationale yeah. behind it. I mean, I personally think if you if you've got Madison, especially because this year you've got it's normally a twenty-two man squad, but you've got twenty-four 20, because of the, because you've got twenty-six because of the World, 26 player, the World Cup. Twenty-six initially, is. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got those four extra players. I, I just I feel like he's used those four extra player slots to take the ones that are injured, rather Seems than actually like trying it, to build. Yeah. Rather than actually trying to build the squad that's going to be competitive for the whole tournament, he's taken a massive gamble with taking the players that aren't match fit right now to try and get them match fit but then do you think that, that he's 22 do you think that he wouldn't have taken phillips had he not had the extra slots anyway i think it was you know to... that he would definitely be taking him anyway. i don't think i don't think conor gallagher would have gone i don't think I he would have gone like no. phillips wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for a 26 because madison would have taken his place in that 22 Hmm. I think Phillips would have been going anyway. Yeah, me too, honestly. Because he he did well in the Euros, right? The Euros. And Southgate I, I, loves I just him think as it well. Would have left he? Us with, it would have left us two two short of options in midfield if he'd have taken Phillips and Phillips not be fit enough to play fifty percent of games. Because there's no way Henderson can do it. He's already shown that with Liverpool, he can't be consistent enough with the, where the games are coming now because, you know, natural, it's his age. You know, all players decline <laughs> the older they get. We've uh, had this discussion before. I don't think Henderson's ever been a mainstay in that Liverpool up, team anyway. And Yeah, and he's been propped up by better players and now that Liverpool's midfield is getting older, they're all being exposed individually at that, how they're not actually as good as they think they are. Um, and Declan Rice can't, shoulder that workload on his own and it feels like Declan Rice anyway his game is moving further up the pitch going Mm. from being that holding pivot more to being that attacking pivot at the top if you're going to play a um, a 4-2-3-1 my issue is that there seems to be a lot of very similar styled players in that team already there's not a lot of difference so like James Madison Phil Foden Conor Gallagher uh, Jack Grealish. These are all very similarish players. Mason. Mason uh, I. I don't know. I think Mount's a little bit different. I think he's more of a box to boxy kind of midfielder. You know, like um, nowhere near as good. Not putting him on the same level whatsoever. A Paul Scholes type uh, midfielder. You know, one that will arrive late in the box. Not saying he's anywhere near as good as Paul Scholes. No, he doesn't score enough. He doesn't score enough goals. No, to be, no, for, for him to be able to do that role effectively, he needs to add goals to his game, and he doesn't have it at the moment. But that is the type of player he sees himself being. I think you will often yeah. find him cropping up on the edge of the box, you know. Yeah. But he just doesn't score enough. That's the problem. But yeah, but I don't. I don't put. If I put Mason Mount on the ball 
I'm not expecting him to go and dribble through like three or four players or try and find like a key lock pass or something like that. Yeah. I see him being the, you know, the um, keep the ball. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll create chances for other people, but he won't be able to break down defenses. I you, know, you know what I would do? You know what I would do? Go. I would play Mount as Cam. And then behind Mount, I would play uh, Declan Rice and Bellingham. These I mean, two in yeah. the middle. Yeah. Rice, he'll, he'll be more like defensive, you know? Mm-hmm. Bellingham, like up and down, box to box, you know? And then you have uh, Mount up front. You give him freedom to move, you know? Let him take his shots because he has some good shots, you know? Let him take the shots. One, two, three. He might get a goal, you know? Easy. I mean, out of the players that he's taken, yeah, but the problem is is that I wouldn't have taken those midfielders in the first place. You wouldn't take Jude? Uh, I mean, Jude I would take, yeah, but I wouldn't have taken um, Mount, probably. I don't. I, I mean, mm. maybe in the squad, yeah. but I don't... I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, just because they're having a bad season. I think as the, with the players that we've got at the moment, you'd have to take Mount because we don't have the creativity otherwise that someone's going to create chances. I don't see him that being that creative but we play it we we either sit as a 4-3-3 generally or this uh wing back system with a te- um like Conte kind of plays this a three three, four, four, three kind of, three kind of ish, situation it, yeah. ish yeah so you've got you've got your back you've got your back three which is pretty much as we were it's probably going to be um Maguire left side, Stones in the centre, Carl Walker on the right of the back of the of that back three. Then you've got well, it looks like Trippier on the left hand side because Luke Shaw doesn't play a lot of games and Chilwell's is injured and he's not even going to make it. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold on the right, which as an attacking point, fine defensively against better teams, he'll be he could be found wanting, which can leave Carl Walker an awful lot to do down that right hand side. You're obviously going to have then you'll have Kane and Sterling up top with probably Saka, and then that leaves two spots in the middle out of Foden, Mount, Bellingham, Rice, Phillips. Which is obviously then going to start Rice and Phillips, which leaves us with no creativity coming out of central midfield. I mean, that's so what he could, wants to start, isn't it? For that's sure, what he, that's, that's the, what he wants yeah. to play. But it's it's a very it's a very flat looking team. It's you've got to try and create so much from wide positions which then when the fullbacks get higher it could just there's so much space in behind which leaves that that five really really stretched trying to cover the whole field and this is where like uh phillips's fitness is going to be found wanting because he's not going to be able to do that for 90 minutes he'll struggle to do it for 60 minutes each game which then henderson comes on and he isn't dynamic enough with the ball to be able to work his way out of tight situations and he hasn't got the pace anymore to get across the pitch from left to right it's, that's where we found kind of. Did he ever that's really the have the are. pace to do that anyway? Four, two, three, if, if you talk about the four-two-three-one, um, it's a little bit more defensively solid. I say a little bit because you end up with Carl Walker as a right back, and you end up with Trippier as a left back. But you've still got this midfield problem because how do you fit? Where do you put Foden? Mount? Because you're still going to end up with Rice and Phillips as that two pivot, and then you've only got well, one other midfielder at the top. What I, I would say, on left wing. Oh, yeah, you got this, Saka or Sterling. This is what I'm saying. I think you've Don't got. Play Sterling. He'll play Sterling. 
he'll play Sterling. Yeah, he loves Sterling, doesn't he? So, but I I think you've got you've got the the players in those wide attacking positions. I think this is what I would say. You he would necessarily look at these players and put these players in those positions. I would say he would say Foden, Sterling, Grealish, Madison, Saka. Maybe Trent if he's up that high. I don't think he'll play Trent that high. I think he'll play him more as a like a wing backy kind of role. But I would say he's all of the quote unquote attack oh Gallagher, I think he'll also kind of slot into that kind of position as well. The no, wide I think Gallagher will be asked to cover that. I don't two think you those four players will be the two pivot, which is dangerous because Gallagher can't do it. Yeah, I don't think he'll put Gallagher in the four four man midfield. Yeah. The only reason it's the only place I can see him going as to why he's been picked. Because if you're going to put him up in those wide attacking areas, he's like the very bottom of the bloody depth chart. Really. Yeah, which I think he knows mm. anyway, though, doesn't he? But if he's going to sit, if he's taking him to sit in that pivot with being that four with Rice, Phillips, Henderson, and then Gallagher. But then if you've if you're playing a three four three, then there isn't that pivot position anyway. No. So then he'd have to fit into one of those two wide forward positions, which in this modern era aren't really wide forwards anymore, really. No, they're inverted. I mean, they're more, yeah, they're more kind of like (laughs) wide central attacking midfielders now, aren't they, basically? But it, it creates the same problem that Spurs have got in the sense that we've got predominantly defensive minded midfield players yeah. fitting in fitting in there and we've seen it many times this season defend us in a low block and we can't break it down yeah which is um what i've said all along but then this is why i would rather than i i think that southgate sees those players that i listed as those wide attacking players but i would say a few of them i would pull back into a three-man midfield and play them as my central attacking midfielder. I know Danny says he'd play Mount there, but I would play someone like Foden in that position yeah, because I, I, I would, think Foden would be my first choice to go there. Because I think he can pick locks better than Mount can. Mm. I think Mount's a little bit more dynamic, whereas Foden's better on the ball. Yeah, and I think the cool. yeah, I think the Foden could break a defense down if needed, whereas I don't think Mount can do that. Mount would just be bashing up against that brick wall yeah. like all day long you know, like, just, a, like, a, like a wind up toy just keeps running into the wall and going back and basically yeah he'll just back. keep banging against it and nothing will happen whereas I think Foden uh, Foden, Grealish uh, I mean I would say Gallagher as well but I wouldn't play him but those players are a little bit more technical on the ball and they could probably find a little intricate pass better than Mount can but doesn't matter because Southgate's not going to play him as that position anyway. He's going to play them as wide attacking players. So, I mean, Foden plays a wide attacking role for City. So does Grealish. But that's, I think that they give him more freedom in that City team anyway. Yeah. Whereas in an England team under Southgate, it's more rigid and this is your position. It's not so, it's not so much that it's more rigid. It's the... The defensive requirement of those the wide quality, players. Yeah, the quality around them is not as good, is it? So. And it, it, the, the defensive requirement is significantly higher. For City, you very rarely see Foden coming on the other side of the halfway line. Very yeah. rarely. 
with England, uh, especially when I was uh, when you've watched them play, there were many times you seen Foden at the edge of his own 18-yard box in mm. in, in in that defense that low block defensive shape which Southgate seems to really favour. Or uh, by default, as England, we go to when the game means something more than a than a group game mm. when we try not to lose rather than trying not to win a game. So and that really stifles what Foden can do because he becomes he's not given that opportunity to try and pick a lock, take a risk with a pass further up the field, because if you take that risk further back, you've got nobody up there to give it to other than Harry Kane. Yeah. And I, don't he's know, I think Sterling would probably be a bit higher than Kane. But, that's, but, then, you're, but then you're playing a cross-field ball, which you've, which you've got to get absolutely spot on. I think it will be more like, the Euros, where when Kane dropped, uh, Sterling moved more into like a centre-forward kind of role, which is why yeah, I said that if Kane gets injured, I think he'll play Sterling through the middle. Mm. But that's why I think yeah. he also... I don't yeah, think he would play Sterling through the middle. He'll bring Callum Wilson in to do that job. I don't think he likes Rashford up through the middle. And I don't no, think he he'll play Wilson either. Then there's no reason to take Callum Wilson otherwise. I think... And and this is just my think. I don't know this, obviously, for sure. But I think Callum Wilson makes no sense whatsoever. He's a penalty pick. But then if you're going to take a penalty pick, you pick Ivan Tony. He's, penalty, he's got a much better penalty record than Wilson. He's playing at a team that's lower down the league. That's why he gets more penalties. But he's playing for a team that's lower down the league. You can't yeah. take a player that low down the league. I mean, we've already taken James Madison. I can't. Can't take two players yeah, from got, outside the got, top you, ten. Don't be <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, but we all know what taking a player for a penalty pick. How oh dangerous yeah, that can it's, be. it's we, we it the most there. stupid thing in all of football. Oh, oh, quickly, let's make this substitute so he'll take a penalty. It's so stupid. Just yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like great. Up. They haven't caught up to the speed of the game. They haven't caught up with the atmosphere. And you're going to send them in cold to go take a penalty against a goalkeeper that's just played 120 minutes and he's fully switched on. Also, just think it's such a ridiculous thing to, to, to deem, oh, well, this player's better at penalties than this player is. And it's like, okay, they may be technically better at striking a ball, but there is an element of luck in penalty and taking pressure. as well. And pressure, yeah. yeah. So if I've been on the pitch for 90 minutes, 120 minutes, whatever, I might be tired, but at least I'm, I'm in tune to the game, I'm switched yeah, on, switched I've calmed on. down to the pressure. You know, there's always pressure with the penalty. I get that. But I've been playing the whole time, so my adrenaline isn't just going to go through the roof because my adrenaline's yeah. already been tapped out, because basically. You're, yeah, you're, 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 you're calm to the situation. You're not going to come yeah. on and suddenly go, I know, know in, your, in your head mentally that you are taking a penalty. So your yeah. blood pressure, your anxiety, and everything else that you know you need to be on a level to take a penalty, is going to be absolutely through the through the roof up at the moment. Well, I think mainly just you know pure statistics as well. I guarantee you, if all three of us took fifty penalties each, I reckon on average we'd. No, I reckon we'd probably <laughs> average out about the same. To be honest with you, I think that I we'd all kind of be there or thereabouts. Pardon? You see, my penalties are awful. I might score all 50. I'm going to put a pro keeper in goal as well, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sorry, yeah, Dan, no. I'd save one of your penalties. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fighting, it's getting fighting talk. Come on. I was actually quite good at saving <laughs> penalties, to be fair. Your mother would not be able to score a penalty if she tried. <laughs> because I've been led to believe that she is of the large variety. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I genuinely think that that's what Wilson's gone for. I don't think he'll play. He'll get on as like a sub in like the eighty-sixth minute or something like that if we're we'll already winning a game. game. If we happen to win both games, or the eighty-sixth minute if we're losing by one goal, he might chuck another forward on, maybe. But on a counter, yeah, yeah. That's not. But, that's never been Southgate's mo, though, is it? No, it hasn't. But I mean, you never know. Maybe he's grown. I don't know. But yeah, but he'll he'll bring him on as a dead rubber um, substitute or a penalty substitute. That's genuinely what I think he's brought him for. He will not start even if Kane gets injured. He'll go. He'll go two up top. Sterling Rashford. That's what I believe. I mean, I could be totally wrong. I can't. But it it, it would be hard to kind of argue that because we've seen it from. England managers before. I mean, there were what three players in the Euros that didn't kick a ball in anger. Is that including the goalkeeper or not including? No, 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 not not including. But yeah, expected from goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. If you're a goalkeeper, you know, you you know your pecking order. You know, you're going because one, you have to name three goalkeepers. (laughs) Yeah. And two, you're being on standby in case there's an injury. If you know, if you're not number one, you're not playing. Unless you're Tim Krull. Who comes on for penalties? Yeah. Stupid. So stupid. Anyway, uh, let's get back to the main point. So the main point of all of this, Danny, is that you think that there's three players who are playing abroad at the moment who didn't even get a look in, right? There was Smalling, Tamori. Yeah. 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 And um, oh, I said Tammy Abraham. Oh, you yeah. said Tammy Abraham, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Abraham, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, basically, do we think that Southgate even went to Italy. No, once. no, no. There's Premier League games on. He wouldn't. He didn't go to Italy. I doubt he'd even watch the tape of it. I mean, he he doesn't even have to go to Italy. He can just put like watch Tamori's highlights on YouTube, you know, and he'll be convinced. <laughs> if, yeah. If an international manager did yeah, scouting he, through YouTube, I'd be so happy <laughs> with that. Oh my god, that'd be, that'd be the greatest thing I'd ever hear. Yeah, I just watch their highlights on YouTube at the end of every week. <laughs> it's very much like if you're not playing in England, you're out of sight, out of mind, aren't you? <laughs> sounds like a I mean, that's wrong. What is know? it, Dave Bassett? It sounds like a Dave Bassett thing to do, doesn't it? <laughs> Ted Lasso. That's my Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso yeah. Oh, is that the modern Dave Bassett? Is it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Do you even know who Dave you know, Bassett do you, is? <laughs> I, do Do you not remember that story that Graham Suno's got? Uh, had the wall pulled over his eyes because some dude that recommended this player that was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that story. George, George Weir's cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone knows that story. Yeah. yeah. Like that, ain't it? Like colleague story. <laughs> Just, yeah, I watched him on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> honestly I think I'd respect him more if he said that <laughs> just came out honestly like yeah man I don't look at it really. I just put you on YouTube <laughs> that would be quite funny but um yeah it's yeah. outside out of mind isn't it yeah very much um it, I, I would say the only the only exception to that is when the media 
absolutely like someone out. Yeah. yeah. Like Jude Bellingham, you know, it was like he's only going because everyone but I bet Southgate didn't even travel he'd have watched Bellingham play for Dortmund against City. He probably did Southgate wouldn't yeah. even have gone to Europe. He'd have watched yeah. um, the, the games over But here. he didn't pick him off of that anyway. He picked him because people said that he should pick him. Yeah. People are losing their minds over how good Jude Bellingham is, which, don't get me wrong. Um, he could I'm be very not, good. Yeah, but that's not you know? how you pick someone. Right. At least he's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting the time. He's fit, you know. Yeah. His face is young. I mean, he might very well be... He shouldn't be going. Yeah, that's not my point at all. My point is is that Southgate didn't pick him for that reason. He picked him because right. everyone harps on about how good he is. It's the mm. same thing that happened with Madison, you know. he. I don't think he would have picked Madison had all of the media in the past two weeks not been going, he has to go. He has to go. Yeah, he's not done anything, Madison, that's complete, that's really stand-outish in a he's Leicester team that, let's face it, this year has pretty much got awful. Yeah. His numbers are good, though, individual numbers. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I think he's had better seasons and he hasn't been included, so... Mm. The season before Euro 2020, he was very, in that Leicester side, he was very good. Yeah. It's just come to the point now where everyone's like, oh, this guy is so good. Where it's like, well, I have to pick him now, don't I? Because otherwise yeah. the fans are going to be like, what are you doing? You don't know what you're doing. I'm going to get that anyway. So I asked this question uh, during our World Cup previews but i'm gonna put it out there again now based on the, the squad that's been selected will southgate keep his job if we have a poor world cup i don't think so i think it's time for him to go man you, you you know who you need as a coach you need someone like lampard gerard even though they don't have experience but they've been ex-players you know nah, no no Lampard's oh, an awful coach and totally gerard's been found out man i don't yeah a hundred percent disagree with that I don't. I I know that you've grown up in this generation where like ex legends turn out to be incredible coaches, but we grew up with like Brian Robson was awful, you know, like all yeah, like former great players are just terrible coaches. They're just because they are, you know they are yeah. <sighs> Glenn Hoddle. Southgate right now. Payton points Gareth Southgate right now. I don't it? think Gareth Southgate's ever been accused of being a great player, but <laughs> I mean he was okay, but he wasn't like, you know like I, I don't I don't get why he was like one of the two centre backs when there were probably better centre backs in the country at the time. I mean he wasn't even the best centre back at Aston Villa when he was selected. I mean he was selected to play defensive midfield anyway at the Venable. He was a defensive midfielder, wasn't he? In that three-five-two, he was back the three, he was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was three. It was it was it was it was, it was predominantly a three-five-two, and Southgate was the yeah. sitting player of the three, of the uh, two players either yeah. side of him because he had instant gas going. Yeah, no, I I would I would not agree with that. Um, I don't know who how, we would put in as coach, but I don't think if we have a poor World Cup, I don't think Southgate's. How nice. poor is poor? Group stage. Group stage last 16. If we don't make the quarters or the semi. Last 16, no, he'll be fine. Group stage. I think you'll make think it that, through the group stage, I, though. If, if we yeah, go out England, of the group right, stage. Strange, stranger things have happened. We went out of the group stage of Euro 2000 and we were we should have breezed through that group. Lost mm. to Iceland. Um, the 2014 World Cup. We should have gone through that group stage. We didn't. And as Richard said, Iceland. 
Last 16, he's fine. He gets another shot. No problem. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Group stage... Especially depending on who we draw in the last 16. I still think he'll be okay. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I think he's he's earned enough... Um, do you not think will. the press? Do you not think the press though will go absolutely? Will go all guns oh yeah, for, his for sure. But the press went all guns are blazing for Roy Hodgson, and Roy Hodgson still kept his job because we went out on penalties to Italy first time round, didn't we? like the first year, his first Euros. Still think he'll be all right. I think he's earned enough goodwill that he'll make it to the next tournament group stage. I think that that's the di- the dicey one. I think that that could possibly go either way. <sighs> I don't think he survives. If we, if we go up in a group, if we go out in a group stage, I don't think he survives. Because for us to go we, out in a group stage, we're going to have to. We'll end up. We'll end up losing to one of Wales or America. And, it's, and if there's the inconceivable idea that we don't get a result against Iran, he, we, he, he'll be gone. If we don't make it out of this group stage, I think he'll be gone. Because the same old criticism will come back about his negativity. Who do you think would be a good suit for England? I have, no, I have no idea on who we who would come in afterwards. The same the same problem when you're trying to think of club managers. There's there's just not maybe Negglesman. Negglesman maybe at Bayern, potentially. Although he was under pressure at the, earlier in the season, they've absolutely turned it round. But I feel like they should go for a younger coach rather than Eddie one of the older heads. Maybe. No, in England, they'll probably make a run at Ancelotti. Yeah, I don't but see I think, him going to England. I, no, I, I don't. But I think, we should go, I think we should go younger because it's kind of improving. The older coaches now, their days of it's The game is kind of passing them by a little bit. Look at, uh, you look at Conte, you look at Mourinho, you look at those types, even Ancelotti to a degree. Like the game is starting to pass them I... by. Don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's all about how adaptable you are, and I yeah, think and that I those coaches that, that you're, li- uh, yeah, they're not adaptable. They don't like to change their philosophy, and I think the problem no. is, is it's the same thing. So Mourinho is is a prime example of this, but you can also say the same thing about Wenger as well. <laughs> is that when they stepped onto the scene, they were revolutionary in some of their ideas, but then yeah. everyone else caught up and then overtook them, and they refused to adapt to that situation, and that's why they started to fall behind. Sporting Whereas if you look at... the copycat, isn't it? You, yeah. You know, people always copy ideas that work. So when Wenger came in, as you exactly. said, like transformative yeah. in terms of how players look after themselves, how they ate, yeah. it didn't take long for every Premier League club to start doing that. And that's the thing, is once everyone else is caught up, you, there's nothing special about you anymore, and now you need to find a way to adapt. Alex Ferguson... Yeah was amazing at this, for instance, you know. He would adapt all of the time. He's met, Everyone always talks about how really exciting and, and sexy football Man United played. That's not how I remembered them at all. There were a few seasons where they were very good, but not a lot of the time he was just like, no, man, we'll grind out results. I don't have a problem with that. Loads of Man U teams were boring to watch, but they yeah. got results but it, because it, he was adaptable. He yeah, he adapted their circumstance. Didn't he? he went from playing a 4-4-2 to a 4-3-3 to a 4-2-3-1 to counter-attacking. The thing is, though, I think, like that in terms of adaptability, he adapted to his opposition rather yeah. than trying to make plan A 
work. He always adapted. But I also think that he was open and willing to new ideas. So, for instance, he when he was in the England, when he first came into the English game, it was a certain way. And then when Wenger came along, he adopted that yeah. way of doing it. And then when Mourinho came, he adopted that way of doing it. And he was always adopting the new stuff as well. And I think he got to a point with that Man U team where he looked at him and thought, I can't do anything more with this. This is... Yeah. Th- we're going to have... This needs complete rebuilding. Yeah. yeah the and he just thought, and I've, decided that- I've done this as far as I can go. Without, complete, without another 10 years to turn this team over... I cannot do anything with this, this team. The best, and then yeah, that's when he that's that's when he stepped away. He won the title that last season and thought I I have no idea how we won that, I reckon. And that all of that was Van Persie, basically. Yeah, there's a there's an interview that if you listen to um Rio Ferdinand and Owen Hargreaves, I think it was Owen Hargreaves gave, they said that Ferguson sat them all down and basically said, If you don't find Van Persie with the ball, you won't play for me again. This guy will win us the league, but you have to find, you have to get the ball to it. You know, he said the turning point was when Rooney hit that 30 yard pass from that first two, hit the yeah. body first time and it went in. That's how United won the league that season. Yeah. And um, I think that that was obvious to anyone who watched that. England team? might run at Guardiola because his contract's up at the end of the season. He's never going to go to England. Not a chance in hell. No. And they wouldn't be able to afford him either. Honestly, I don't even think England would go for a coach who's not English. I don't know. We've done it before, but we don't go for the the big coaches at the time. We go for coaches that were really good five years ago. I'd argue that Capello wasn't was on the cusp of that. I think Capello's best days were kind of behind him. I, I, as I said, on the cusp of yeah. because he had just you know he had just won the league again with uh, Real Madrid and turned that round what was a really average Real Madrid side into league winning on the back of. Um, David Beckham, didn't he? Before Beckham I went just... to LA Galaxy. So I would say Capello was kind of on the, not quite at the height of his powers, but he wasn't completely on the downward curve as we've had with. Uh, he was at the peak of, of the hill. Had... Yeah, just coming the other side the of the crest, peak. The crest of the hill. Yeah. The other things as well is that I would say that you need to look at coaches that can do well without having to spend money. And I don't think Guardiola is one of those coaches. Yeah. Guardiola needs to sign people in order to make a good team. But you can make that argument about With a most lot of coaches club, now. Play. Yeah, but there are players... Especially, there ones are... That, especially ones that are in England. Yeah. Because there's so much money in the English game. Sorry to cut you off, but it was just... There is so much money in our game now that coaches don't... They don't develop players anymore. I would look to the Netherlands if I'm going to go abroad. Mm. Um, yeah, I think yeah, cause, yeah. because there's not a lot of money in those leagues. They're good at uh, players, uh, developing players, you know. Um, I honestly don't know, to be honest with you, though. They'll, they'll go with someone that you'll be like, really? Okay. They probably will put Lampard or Gerrard in there, to be honest with you, and it'll just be like, what the hell are you doing? Mm. Freaking hope not. Lampard is an awful manager, and Gerrard found out. That, that's the thing, though. You, you don't know next thing, you know, one of them is like the coach, you know? I hope not. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're good enough. I don't know. But that's, that's my opinion, anyway.
Right. Anyone else have anything they want to talk about? Um, just while we're touching on um, World Cup squads, so yep. memory serves you and Tom had Brazil in the final. Was that correct? Uh, I didn't. No. I think Tom. Uh, Tom did. did. Tom had Brazil, had England, look- didn't he? Yeah. So if you had a look at the Brazilian squad. I haven't. No, all I've done is I've heard about the Firmino uh, situation. I haven't actually so, seen the squad. Let me read you the ages of their um, their defensive um, players. So you've got Marquinhos that's 28. You've got Edu that's 24. Silva that's 38. Daniello who's 31. Teles that's 29. Dani Alves that's 39. Sandro that's 31. And Bremer that's 25. That in this World Cup is going to be a problem for them. I don't care how much attacking talent you've got. When you're playing a game every few days in that environment, in that, quote the Tom, in that weather, <laughs> it's, I feel like they've really? left themselves really, 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 really short. I mean, they're not that Honestly, old, though, though. I, I think they're good. Because like, the players they have up front, like, they'll, they'll cover the defence, you know? But they were, you know, the old adage of defenses win championships. True. That, def- that defense is seriously, seriously, seriously lacking. One some numbers and two some, they're very old. I don't think they're that old. I mean, I'm not. I'm, there are old. There are older defenses out there. You've got a 39. Probably not. Probably, probably not. And a 38 year old centre back that's going to start. Probably not. But. The difference is though Thiago Silva is playing. Dani Alves, I don't know what 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 is he doing back in Brazil, you know? I think I mean, he's I just picking Alves because he Brazil, has the experience, so, you know? Yeah, that's 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 like I think the experience, that's the motivation, is. you know, like the team talks, you know, like I played with the Ronaldinho. I, I mean Maybe that's what they are taking him as, mate. How do you know he'll start? <laughs> Assistant coach, you know? Could be, you don't know. But don't take but don't take him as a player then, take him as part of your coaching team. Good cover to have, though, just in case, right? Just in case. But if they're playing a back JIC, four... JIC, baby, lead... JIC. It doesn't, it doesn't leave them with a lot of options, and I feel like this, this, this could be the, them doing a little bit. The, the one thing that I would like to argue in all of this is that Danny made a comment just a <laughs> second ago with the quality they have up front. That I question strongly. Why? Because I do not think the quality of Brazil up front is as good as you seem to think it is. Yeah, because they've selected Jesus, Pedro, Richarlison, Rafinha, Rodrigo, Anthony, Neymar, Zinius Jr., Martinelli. Guys, can I interrupt you for a sec? Garancho just scored the goal, 92nd minute. Breaking no, news. He's winning 2-1. Okay, yeah, it's breaking news. But <laughs> this kid, he's on fire, man. Well, like, third game now, he's starting, like, assists, goals. Like, last game, he got two assists. Before that, he got a goal. Now he got a goal, you know? Like, he's been doing well, you know? But I just feel like Brazil are very top. They're very, they're very top-heavy with forward players. I mean, they've only selected four midfield, five midfielders. Fabinho, Casemiro, Ramirez, Fred. Lucas Paquette from West Ham and Rubio. There are some good players in that front line. There are even some very good players in that front line. 
There is no one in that front line that I look at and go, he is amazing. The only player in there that I would say from their front line that is what I would class as really world class is Vicinius Jr. Yeah, I, I'd agree with Neymar, that. Neymar, yeah. I think, is on his way down. I think Neymar has of... never really got to the levels that he should have got to anyway. No, and he's on the way down on those on those yeah. levels. Um, he, he plays well with Brazil. He plays well with Brazil. Jesus with Arsenal right now is 11 games without a goal. Yeah, but he plays well with Brazil against who? What? Bolivia? Yeah. And, and that's my point. The, like, even with the Brazilian defence, you're going up against... There's a lot of speed out there, especially with the European teams. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pace in those. In those and, and they're going to be left wanting. They're very light in midfield. They're overloaded with a little bit like wide attacking players. They, they've only really got Jesus that's going to play through the middle and he can say he's 11 games without a goal. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that they, they don't really have a very good midfield. Um, I think that they're very, very top-heavy, but mm. there's no one in that team, in that front line that I look at and go, oh, he is, oh, you know. Like Vinicius yeah. Junior is probably the only one that I would say is 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 at at, at that kind of level, but Rodrigo isn't bad either. I think Rodrigo's all right. Um, yeah. You say Rafinha is he in the team as well? Yeah, I think he's yeah. all right as well. But I these are all, all right. yeah. these are all all right players. None of them are really mm. like I don't know. You look at them and you think that guy's amazing. Like, They're all functional players. Yeah, but I, I think that this Brazil team is a functional Brazil team anyway. I don't. I mean, they've never. They haven't been like the Brazil. They're not Brazil anymore. If that makes sense, Do you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, yeah. They're not free flowing, attack with pace, um, over overrun you. They could they, the ability to bully you, and um, they've gone. They've literally gone. If you think of like an old PlayStation game where you just said it's all out attack and you're playing like two, mm. three, and then five yeah. up front or something. But then uh, I always think that Brazil of the past used to be quite like that as well. But the thing is, is that it, it kind of felt like they were a team full of number nines. It just happened yeah. to be that every number nine was not as good as the number nine. So it didn't really matter, mm. you know? Like, that that's kind of how I always used to feel Brazil were. Then they kind of went through this big slump where they had no quality yeah. at all yeah. anywhere, apart from Danny Alves was probably their best player. And if your fullback is your best player, when it's yeah, not probably. Roberto Carlos, you have a little bit of a problem, you know? Um and then and then now they've they went into more of like a functional kind of Brazil where it was just like you know, we get the job they, done. It's not pretty. Yeah. And now it seems like they're kind of in that stage, but they don't have the core in yeah. order to do that. You know, it's like, well, we might score, but we're going to concede a crap ton oh, as well. They're, they're definitely yeah. going to ship goals. Based on that yeah. squad, they're definitely going to ship goals. I don't care how good your two goalkeepers are, you're going to ship goals. Um, I mean, everyone's talking about like that Firmino didn't go. He's another I mean, one. I don't was, even that think that he's that good. Enough. Yeah, well, I mean, Liverpool's top scorer, isn't he? Yeah. But, I mean, in a Liverpool team that's really not playing very well this season at all. No. 
As a I mean, cycle, though, wouldn't you take him over Gabriel? I mean, I wouldn't would, you start him? I mean, over Gabriel? No, I would definitely take him over Richarlison, probably. But who, who who would you start though as a striker? Probably Gabriel. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 two players from the squad that I'm very surprised that didn't make it was Barbosa and the Arsenal's Gabriel, the defender Gabriel. I love that because he is an out and out strike. He is the out and out striker in Brazil. Is he you know, the he, guy? He is the one that will score will score goals through the middle for them a lot more consistently than what Gabriel Jesus will do. Yeah, he's so he's not a goal scorer really. Is no, he, he's not. Jesus, but, he's not. But neither is Firmino either. No. So I'm surprised he didn't go because he is the one player that can can get a goal out of nothing. As a as a centre as a centre forward, you know that can just nick one that's bobbled around the box or make that run across the defender to nick one in the front post. Mm. That kind of, for lack of a better, the ugly goals, I guess is what mm. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, which Brazil just which they don't have. And Gabriel is a centre back to cover the fact that Thiago Silva is old, and give them that option if they decide to go into a back three, which will give them more cover, because they have literally put all their eggs in that. Ten, what they got? Ten players. Well, that's another question. Then, who would you have taken at the back? Then, who would I have taken out? Yeah, at the back. Who would you have taken instead? Well, I'd have taken the Arsenal player Gabriel. Although he's, it can be a bit ill-disciplined, I'd have definitely taken him. Not. I wouldn't best. have taken. You haven't really uh, substituted in someone of higher quality, but I wouldn't have taken Danny Alves. And then you've got Luis Enrique at Real Betis. Is another player that was surprising to miss out. The 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 ex Spanish well, was injured. No, I think it was. He was injured, wasn't he? But, but that doesn't seem got, to matter at this got, World Cup anyway. Even if they are injured, people yeah. are still going anyway. Yeah. So who cares? They've got <laughs> they've got a distinct lack of pace in the, in their in their back lineup, and it is it is a problem. They also have to, Alex Tellers, by the way, in the back. They picked him, he right? Can be a, he could, yeah, he could be a liability in itself. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I think he's. I think most defenders bad, are liabilities these days, though, aren't they? He's functional, but he's he's okay. He's well, he's prone to a mistake, isn't he? Defenders aren't really defenders anymore. It seems. Uh, I no. mean, it, this is just modern football in general. I think is that there's there's way more emphasis given on your attacking abilities than your defensive abilities these days. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, generally I think I generally think most defenders nowadays are just not quite as good midfielders. <laughs> That's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like you're not quite good enough to play in our midfield, so therefore you can play centre-back. Yeah. That's what it yeah. feels like to me. I don't know. I'm not going to disagree with you, especially just, the fact it, that they're being asked to be more ball-playing than they were before. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. It's it, it, Your job isn't so much make sure that you're a good defender, make sure your positioning is good, make sure that you can win a ball if necessary, make sure that you can keep a centre-forward quiet. It tends to be more like Okay, good. But if the goalkeeper passes you the ball, can you do something with it? Yeah, right. Sixty percent of their game now has been able to play out from their own eighteen-yard box. Yeah, which I don't think is necessarily the most important thing when it comes to a defender. Which is why when I look at the quote-unquote great teams, I always look at them and go, "They can ship goals." I never yeah. look at Man City and think that is a one hundred percent quality team because I always look at them and think. They could concede four in a game easily. Mm. I could see that happening. They might score five, but they'll 
definitely concede four. Yeah, there, there, there's no great defense, like great like teams with great defending units. And oh my god, I can't speak plain English, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> they're, they're, most most teams now look, will always look like they can ship goals because defense doesn't seem to be much of a. Uh, uh, yeah, it seems to be an afterthought now. And that's what I'm saying. Defenders don't feel like defenders anymore. They feel like just not quite good enough midfielders. Hence why Eric Dyer is playing centre-back. I think he's terrible in that position. It I just think Eric Dyer ha- is absolutely just flat-out awful and shouldn't be near a professional football team, personally. He was great for a few seasons in that defensive midfield role. He was excellent in that role. He's, ne- he- he's never been great. And then we signed Wanyama, and for some reason that just completely broke him. Wanyama. But Wanyama was a great player. He was, he was a good. much better player than Dyer. Not uh, for Tottenham, yeah. he wasn't. I mean, he was better than Dyer. Yeah. Mm, that season, yeah. But before that, I think that Dyer was a great player. I don't rate Dyer. That he England spine, that, that, that England spine that we had, that 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 whole spine in general, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Dyer, Ali, and Kane were. That was peak, top-notch Tottenham, and he was really good in that position. And I don't I don't think that he was that bad a player. Then we signed Wanyama, who should have been like, well, that's two great players in that position, but that just broke Eric Dyer, and Wanyama just wasn't as good at Tottenham as he was at Southampton, and it was just like, great, now we have no player in that position and then we signed Hoiberg and he you know well eventually we signed Hoiberg <laughs> yeah but Eric Dyer suffers, suffers from the same issue as Deli Ali someone come along and stole their football skills in the night yeah <laughs> it's like Dele Space Ali. Jam <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but I, I've never there's particularly rated Eric somewhere Dyer. out in the universe there's a team of alien football players playing a team of cartoon football players for the fate of the Looney Tune Kingdom, and they stole Deli Alley's Eric Dyer's skill. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I just uh, what was my point? Yeah, defenders. Yeah, they're just they're just not as good midfielders anymore. It kind of felt like when you know back in like the nineties and the two thousands. Like Brazilian goalkeepers were terrible. Do you remember that? Oh god, yeah. Yeah. It I always felt like every awful. every Brazilian goalkeeper was just not good enough to play on pitch, so they put them in goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is genuinely what it felt like. Like Dida. How was oh, he was ever awful. a number one? He was terrible. You've got to look at the Champions League final against Liverpool. He was freaking awful. <laughs> I mean, but that's what it felt like. It just felt like every Brazilian goalkeeper just wasn't good enough to play on pitch. Yeah. And that's what it feels like with defenders right now, is they're just not good enough to play in midfield, so we'll stick them at the back. That's Anyway, that's my two cents on modern footballing philosophy. Right. That's pretty good, two cents, to be fair. And I have one other question for you guys, which I'm then going to take my headphones out once I've asked it, because Richard will go on an apt. Hello. Hi, Rant. Okay, just before you ask, is this a different topic or is it the same topic? It's going to be, it's kind of World Cup. It's, it's not squad related, no, it's different. Okay. So is there anything anyone else would like to talk about? 
Got to know where to put in the sacked in the mornings, you know. That's I, I got to know where to put them in. Hey, man, when you edit the show, you can do it however you want. But because I'm editing it, I want to leave myself clues of where I got to do hey, stuff, hey, all right? Hey, time Don't started give me early. that look. Don't give me that look, man. You take that look off your face right now. <laughs> time I started too early. Feeling. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> yeah. And um, as we move into this World Cup, which will obviously could be decided by the lovely three letters that are VAR. Mm-hmm. It's been around now for a couple of years. What is everyone's opinion on it, and what, yeah, what's good, what's bad, and what could be better? Well, this this one's tricky because VAR like. Sometimes they're good. Most of the time, they're bad. So I can't look rich right now. <laughs> you don't. You don't need me to to start going off on one right away, which is why I thought I'd wait for Danny. So I can just see the blood like boiling in his face and the steam coming out of his ears. You can go ahead, Rich. You can go ahead, bro. I hate it. I hate everything about it. I. I just. Yeah. I. I. I can't stand it. I. On paper. I think it's a great thing to have, um, but I don't get why football thinks that it's this special kind of case where we need to make up our own special rules when it comes to how we use video assistant referees and stuff like that. Every single major sport that uses video assistant referees has a challenge system. Why are we the only sport that's different about that? That we're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to let you decide we're going to take that out of your hands you're not you're not grown up enough to have the decision making process we will decide everything and you're not going to know anything that goes on in our decision making process for some reason football referees seem to be the only ones in the entire game where it's like don't criticize us (laughs) we're very delicate all right we're not going to give you our reasons behind decisions we're just alone all right it just yeah we're the only don't get me wrong i don't like it when players surround referees and berate them and stuff like that that shouldn't happen but i think that wouldn't happen as much if referees came out and gave their decisions for why they gave their reasons for why they gave decisions like rugby referees they're mic'd up so you can hear the conversation going on between them yeah as well uh, NBA as well, yeah, yeah. You can hear the conversation that's going on, so you understand more why they're making the decisions that they're making, you know? Mm. Whereas football just seems to be the only one where it's like, we're not going to mic up, you're not going to be out, we're not going to give you any reason why we're making the decisions that we're making, we're not going to come out in the press conferences afterwards and tell you why we made those decisions, you cannot question us on those, we will not answer any questions with regards to that. Why are we so special in this sport where it's like well we're above all those other sports we're 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 we're, we're much different you know i don't get why that's a thing and the one time i know why that's a thing because the one time i actually saw someone who was mic'd up they did it in an australian um uh a league i've seen that yeah yeah yeah. and the guy (laughs) it went to var what so an australian not Australian football, an Australian soccer yeah, yeah, Australian. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, an A an A League game. No, not Aussie yeah. rules. Football. It was football. Yeah. Um. So the mics, the the ref was mic'd up, and the VAR was mic'd up, and the assistants were mic'd up. So you could hear them talking amongst themselves all the time, which was great until it came to a decision with VAR, and the and the VAR already made the decision, and the ref said, uh, with with his little mic. Uh yeah, do you, do you want me to go over to the monitor and make it look legit, or should yeah, I just yeah, yeah. give the penalty straight away? And they were like, no, 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 go over to the monitor, make it look legit. And he goes, okay, no worries. So he goes over to the monitor, knowing the decision's already been made. Hmm. What the hell is that? Wow. And that's why they won't mic them up because stuff like that will come <laughs> in the wash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I yeah. didn't say. Shit. And then he just comes all over the bottom of it, go fing bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, stop myself. And then Danny just comes in, yes, yeah, up, man. There was so much anger in your face as well as you were saying that to try and like, yeah, one of the emphasizes points are no, just swear. And then Danny was like, yeah, it's. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah. It's a it's a, that 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 is exactly why they won't mic them up because stuff like that happens where they've already made the decision and they're just like, shall I just do it for the cameras, basically. But doesn't the commentary team now in commentary team now in games hears the interaction between the referee? No, they and don't the hear the interaction, they hear the decision before it's announced. So the mic gets turned on as the decision's made. They don't actually get to hear the discussion back and forth between them. What they hear is innuendo. It's the same way where they hear hear that there's going to be six minutes of added time and stuff yeah. like that. They've got people in places that overhear the conversation. So obviously the fourth official is included in the VAR conversation as well. Yeah. And the journalist in the tunnel or on the touchline can hear what the fourth official is saying. Right, you know, okay. Because they all need to coordinate their notes as well. Yeah. So if someone's some notes... Yesterday, they, they, were, they were looking at a, a handball and the VAR referee come back and said, because the commentator said, yeah, I can hear this interaction. The VAR said that there's no conclusive evidence to show it was a penalty, so it's got to be a free kick. Yeah, which has probably come at the end of it. You probably haven't heard the discussion going yeah. on but what he's heard what they've heard is the end of it where they've like turned on the feed and they're like yeah there's no conclusive evidence to suggest that that would be so we're not going to overturn it but you haven't heard the back and forth where they're like well mm. what i think is that you know he's intention should you know, should hear that i think everyone should i don't get to make it why... legit, yeah. because yeah, in, I don't... in so many americans like even like the live crowd in in rugby and in the NFL, they can't hear the interaction between the referee. You and don't the TMO. have to pump it through the stadium, but if the you NFL put it on the television feed, we'll turn it. We'll turn it on so they can speak to the crowd and say based on yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, the yeah. thing is. But the TV, this is what I mean. So the TV audience can hear the referee talking to the TMO in rugby. Yeah, uh, especially when they're up, especially when they're reviewing a try because they don't go to the TMO for a huge amount other than to check high tackles, the, the, the referee doesn't get a note in his ear to say, oh, by the way, you need to check this. It's the referee yeah. going to the, the TMO, not the other way around. 
I mean, it doesn't have to be pumped through the stadium. Fine, put it for the TV audience. I think that'll be more than enough because at least people in the stadium will know, oh, well, I'll see that later on tonight. I'll see what the decision-making process was and I'll see why they made that decision. Because I don't get why football as a sport feels, and referees, officials within football feel that their job shouldn't be scrutinised. I don't, like, they scrutinise themselves. That's like saying criminals, police, criminals. It's like... Yeah, because every referee has an assessor that's at the game, don't they? Yeah, which is from the Refereeing Association. Yes. It's like when you get... This is way off topic, but it's like when you get a parking ticket, you appeal to the people that have given you the parking ticket. Parking ticket, yeah. There needs to be independent assessment somewhere along the line and it's the same thing with the referees referees should be able to be scrutinized not as in like yeah. a what are you f- doing that was stupid you stupid it should be more like a well, I think can you tell us a, your decision a, making behind that yeah if there's a controvert like like a contra- what's deemed a controversial moment in a game then there they should be they should have to come out and explain why they didn't give said decision yeah, because you might not necessarily agree with it, and that's fine, but at least now you have a reason, and you're probably yeah. not as annoyed because you have a reason behind it, rather than just a, well, why did you he give that one it. and not that one? Yeah, you can understand it. If the referee says, I couldn't see it from where my angle where I was standing, it looked like X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Fine. It's been explained. Move, move on from it. My yeah. problem with VAR specifically is it's still, outside of offsides, and they still need to make a better camera angle for how they work out offsides because there's no way you can tell me whether two players are in line when you're looking at a diagonal picture of two players. I will is... I will give you my uh, my idea for an ideal VAR at the end of this, but yeah, it includes the offsides. Carry on. Is it's still someone in a room making a subjective decision about what's happened on the field and then advising someone else? of their subjective decision. I feel like referees should should go to the monitor more and actually use it for the purpose it was intended for. The video assistant referee, if it's a, like for a penalty or something like this, to say, I think you should look at this, but not, you know, there's contact, you should look at this. Shouldn't yeah. influence the decision of what's going yeah. on in the rear. Like hang on a minute, I would you've missed say, this. Yeah. The, because it, it worked really well within the Euros. There was a lot more of referees and I think going to the monitor. In general, in international tournaments, I think it's worked okay. In all the international yeah. tournaments it's been involved in, I think it's genuinely been all right. But, but, it's no been nowhere near as bad as club football. But... And that's because uh, yeah, yeah. referees go to the monitor more. I think that that might be a language thing as well, maybe? Potentially, uh, but utilise, utilise that. Yeah, you know, if it's shown in international tournaments that going to the monitor is quicker because you're allowing the on-field referee to make said decision, it's not spending four or five minutes at Stockley Park where they're reviewing this decision and then telling the referee what to do because that's someone's subjective decision rather than going back to the on-field referee to decide whether he wants to keep his decision. And that's my big problem with VAR. It's some it's someone else refereeing the game for the referee. It's yeah. almost like the referees have gone, I don't have to take accountability for this anymore because he's making that decision for me. 
Yeah, well, it wasn't me. Where it, yeah. it wasn't me. Yeah, Whereas it should be. Yeah. I think there's contact there. They obviously, why have you made your decision? I think you should look at the monitor and then decide if you want to stick with your decision. And then the whole process becomes quicker because how many times have you watched a game and waited five minutes for a VAR decision? You know, there's a Spurs game against Sporting where they were trying to decide the minutest of minutest offside. There was one uh, Brighton game earlier in the season I was at versus Leicester where we had three different things come up on the VAR board for what they were checking. They were checking an offside, they were checking a foul, and they were checking the handball in the same, the same incident. And it was only when they it come up checking foul that they sent the referee over to the monitor. But that went on for six minutes. Six minutes, and you've just got you've just got a stadium sat on their hands because mm. nobody knows what's going on. Mm. Players are trying to talk to the referee, and all the referee's doing is this. Is it? He's not communicating. He's just doing this, just pointing his yeah. headphones. Which is what I'm saying that there should be some sort of more communication. You know, there should be yeah. like a you can hear what's going on, and he's like, "Hang on, I'm I'm that we're 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 just talking about what's going on at the minute." And then I would talk through the decision making with you after that. Yeah. But yeah, so or put more information on the stadium screens, not just to say foul, goal disallowed. Yeah, like foul. letters, you know. Yeah, yeah, just lit, just more more information. So the reason that they don't do that is I think they did that at the Newcastle game last weekend. And they they put the the. V- 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 they put the video up on the screen yeah, saying, and the stadium the erupted. I'm not saying this put the video up because that's yeah. that's that you'll entice the crowd. Yeah. But it should be fouled by that person on that person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Reason why the goal was disallowed. Wow. So at least the stadium knows, not just foul, Hoiberg, goal disallowed. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Foul on Using a Newcastle player because you just like foul on Joe Willock by Hoiberg, high tackle, late challenge, pulled shirt. Do you know what I mean? A reason as why, yeah, yeah, a reason as to why you've given the foul because it it just helps everybody understand what is going on. Where it Mm -hmm. says potential penalty, potential penalty trip on that person or trip do you know what i mean just as a reason as to why because it just it it just helped for a lot of people when you're watching it quantify that decision as to why that decision has been made so yeah if, if you then want to go back and watch the highlights later on you you know what you're looking for i'm not saying they should play it on the stadium screens because that's controversial that that will incite a crowd that that i don't agree with because they do that in american sports and i don't agree with that you know just that that gets that gets too many people riled up, and that creates a different problem. But I do feel there needs to be more communication and more information. You got anything you want to say, Danny, on this subject? No, I mean I don't know. Like as I said at the beginning, it's good, but at the same time it's not good. Like international football, yeah, like maybe it's been better, you know. But there should be more reasoning, yeah. And you know the thing is, I remember I think it was MLS. There was a game once. I think it was a charity game or something, you know? Or like all-star game or some, something like that. So the referee was actually like, they, they were, you, you, could, you could hear what they're talking, you know? And like the referee was like talking with the players, like discussing like, why did he give the foul, you know? And like stuff like that, you know? 
Like mm-hmm. that was very interesting. I think if they start implementing that more into the league, you know, like mm-hmm. that would actually be good. Like if you're sitting at home watching the football, like you, you actually hear the referee talking, you know? Yeah. Like what is he saying? Like what's going on? Yeah, you Next understand you know, like, the decision-making process a little bit more, don't you? Yeah. And, and you know what pisses me off the most is when you're sitting here watching the game and the next thing you know, like, it just, like, it, it goes to the VAR room. You have no idea that it will go to the VAR room. I, I don't know if that happens to you guys, but sometimes when I'm watching here, suddenly, out of nowhere, like, it was like a team was counterattacking or something. I hear you whistle, and the next thing you know, it's like they, they're shooting at the VAR room, you know? So... I don't think it's as abrupt as that in this country, but it does happen oh, sometimes. Yeah. Because I think there was a moment before in an English league game where a team had actually scored and then VAR brought it back and gave a penalty against the team that scored because yeah. of a foul. But that, that that's another kind of a problem with VAR in terms of like how far back can it, does it actually need to go? I think yeah. it's between bouts of play, isn't it, you know? But what, but yeah, they talk about like phases of play, but what counts yeah, as a phase I, I of play? I don't buy into that. I think that what is so the the thing, the, the, the damning thing that I think as well is that so before, uh, before 2016, I think IFAB was a separate independent entity and they had changed four rules in 25 years then ifab got molded into fifa so that it was all under one umbrella they have changed more rules in the past uh what seven years than in the preceding 50 yeah they have more rules changed six times in six seasons isn't it yeah because back when it was an independent uh adjudicator of, of rules they didn't mess around with it very much the main, you know, they tried to keep it consistent and just clarified rules. But since it got rolled into FIFA and it's all under FIFA now, yeah, they've changed more rules in the past seven years than they had than they did in the previous 50. And a lot of it is because they're like, okay, well, let's just make this rule different so that then we don't need to clarify it a little bit more. Okay, well, let's, and, and that's what leads to confusion because it's like, yeah. well, this rule is completely different than it was last year. Well, that's like the offside rule for the... Yeah, I'm uh, going to get into this game. in a minute, so... Because for saying, like, although Kane was behind the ball, he was still offside. Because that rule got changed within the last two seasons. Because he was still... Because because when Emerson Royal headed it back to Kane, Kane was deemed in an offside position because he was still ahead of the sporting player by a toenail which I thought was supposedly supposed to be bigger lines to give the offensive teams benefit of the doubt, but that clearly doesn't look like it's happened. But because he was in front, it doesn't matter whether the ball went back or not, he was still offside. I was like, but the ball's gone backwards. You can't be offside if the ball's gone backwards. Because the rule was if the ball goes forward and you're ahead of the last player, then that's offside because you've gained an advantage. But the ball's coming back to him. Would you like to hear my ideal? I would. Officiating slash VAR... Uh, situation. So let me know what you oh, think sure. about this, guys. I've given this. I was a kind of interested thought. to get your idea because you're both you've both been coaches. So to yeah. get your idea from the coaching point of view in terms of what you would like to see. Uh, I mean, some more nudity. I think you know. I think Seth Blatter said once about how people would watch more women's football if they wore shorter, shorter shorts. Right? 
Could we get that involved somehow? Yeah. <laughs> well, Seth Blatter was a bit crazy. Yeah, Seth Blatter was a twat. Um, okay, no. So, <laughs> uh, so honestly, what I what I would like. So first and foremost is I would like more uh, clarity from officials. Mic them up. You know, most sports do that nowadays, so that we can understand. You know, it doesn't have to constantly be on, but like when there's discussions going on between them the assistants, VAR, you know, maybe we can hear what's going on. That will be a little bit more helpful. There needs to be more accountability as well. So, like, I I hate, hate with a passion that people can't say anything derogatory about referees or officiating or anything like that without getting fined for bringing the game into ill repute. I should be allowed to go... I I genuinely don't believe he did his job very well today without getting fined. Yeah. Why am I getting fined for turning around and saying, in my opinion, I don't think he did his job very well today. And I think that he needs to go away, watch this match again, and learn from some of his mistakes. That is not me going, he's an idiot. I want him dead. I hope that his whole family gets murdered. That is or me. Him yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... On this day, he's had a bit of a problem. Or, or they, she, whatever. They need to go away, the referee. review this performance, and learn from their mistakes. You know, if I turn around and say, in my opinion, I just generally don't think they've done a very good job today. That's not me now accusing him of bias. That's not me bringing the game into ill repute. You should be able to... Um, Evaluate. Not evaluate, but uh, criticize. Critique. Yeah, critique. yeah, critique, critique. You should be allowed to critique someone's uh, performance in any situation. You know, if you are not doing your job to the best of your abilities, I should be able able to say I don't think you've had the best day today, and there are learning opportunities for you in this game. Now, that's just yeah. my opinion. You might not agree with it. That's fine. That's not a problem, but I should be allowed to say it without the FA going ten thousand pound fine. How dare you criticize a referee? You know, because so many t interviews are like, "What did you make of the penalty?" I, I don't want to say anything that's going to get me into trouble. Yeah. I, I don't want to say anything that's. Gonna, I don't yeah, want to say anything against referees. To have an opinion now, aren't they? Yeah. Voice Whereas I opinion. think that I should be allowed able to respectfully critique someone's performance you know i'm not saying he's an idiot he shouldn't be on that field he's got no right being in this but i can turn around and say i don't think he got the, the decisions right today and i think there was a lot of inconsistency in the way they officiated that game that's I mean, my first players all the time well, why yeah can't you criticize referees, you, know? you criticize anyone that doesn't do their job properly yeah you know? especially in I this sport like in this field like football you know Sport in general, everyone else yeah. gets criticised, but the officials in football, for some reason, don't get criticised. Yeah. Now, I would also like to see more respect towards officials as well, and I, I genuinely think it should be a captains only talking to referees. I don't yeah. like the whole surrounding yeah, and berating refs. I don't like that. I get the tempers flare, and you might get a little bit... But I generally think the ref should go, go away. And if they don't go away, say, if you don't go away now, I'm going to book you. And book six or seven players. Yeah, threaten and do that. Yeah, why not? Yeah. 
give them a warning, say, walk away, and I will talk to the captain, you know, and the captain should go, guys, 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 come on, go, 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 go. Or say, walk away now. If you do not walk away, I will book you. And if you continue, I will give you a second yellow card. Simple as that. I I think, I don't think that we should be afraid, officials should be afraid to spoil the uh, occasion of the match. Yeah. Because it, it should be like, well, dine out like a twat. Yes. I will give you three <laughs> chances, walk away, and I will talk to the captain. Yeah, it's a little bit like treating people like adults, isn't it? You've had your yeah. warning. But I think that if you mic them up, that will help with that as well. Because you will hear the referee go, walk away, walk away now, cool. I will talk to the captain, cool. walk away or I'm going to give you a yellow card. Do you okay, think that that's they it. won't mic them up because of the language? No, they don't so. mic them. No, yeah, they don't. I don't think that's the case. I think that they... But the problem is is that you can also stamp that out pretty quickly as well. A lot of the things that I'm going to talk about, it will take a while to turn the corner, but you will stamp it out eventually, you know? I mean, do you really think that I can't understand what someone's saying when they're going, who cares whether I can hear them or not? I know exactly what he's saying. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll get more into that in a minute. I genuinely don't think they'll mic them up for the same reason that they don't let people critique them because they're so worried about their control over mm-hmm. all the, the everything football that it turns into a situation where you can, you know, it's a, it's a dictatorship. It's a military dictatorship. Do not say anything bad about the leader or the leader will send you to the gulag. Mm, yeah. And that's why they don't do interviews. That's why they don't do clarifications. That's why they don't do statements. That's why you can't um, critique them without being fined because they're so fragile in their decision-making and their control over it that that seems to be the issue. Whereas I think if you're a bit stronger about it and you mic them up and if people swear, then you, you can then start to police that eventually as well. Right, yellow card for swearing. Because I'm mic'd. Don't come into my face and start screaming swearing because people will hear it, you know. Yeah. And that will eventually drop out anyway if you're talking one-on-one to a captain, you know. If I'm talking one-on-one to or, or two-on-one to the two captains, then you won't get as much swearing and everything like that as well. And that will happen if you start giving out more punishments for people getting right in your face, which is why I'm saying I get that passion's flare sometimes and people will come and charge you and talk to you and scream at you but that's when you just take a moment and say okay are you done walk away Hmm. now i will talk to the captain and i will explain my decision to them if they want but you need to walk away and if they carry on then then you can turn around and go right i have given you that warning continue now and i will book you walk away and if they carry on then you go okay i warned you book them and then send them off. And if you send three or four players off, you send three or four players off. Peep, they will soon learn. Yeah. I can't do that That's anymore. And managers will be pissed. If they're like, you got sent off because you wouldn't walk away, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Four, three weeks fine. You've cost me, you in the team, because you're an idiot. Managers will soon, they'll soon have you know issues where they're not going to put up with it anymore. Which also comes into my VAR a bit later on. I will I will explain that. So that's the first thing that I would like to sort out in that situation. With regards to VAR, I think it should be a challenge system. I don't think 
Unless how, would you, it's... how would you work that at the speed of the game? Well, because what are they doing at the moment now? Are they? Well, is, what do is, you is, mean is... by a challenge system? Well, so for instance, so in most sports, uh, the the coach, mm. the manager, the manager can issue the challenge, yeah, and the challenge will ha- like you, you know, like in American football, you throw out the flag. It doesn't need to be like that. You can lit- you can have like a button or something that you press, or you go to the fourth official, like I want to challenge that. And then when the ball goes out of play, the fourth official can go, okay, there's been an official challenge. And then you explain what you're challenging for, you know, like, oh, we, we want to challenge that offside decision. We want to challenge that that was a corner. We want to challenge that, you know, you, you take it up to certain levels, you know, like I think a corner yeah, I is a... Le- I wouldn't challenge... Yeah, I wouldn't I don't know. I think a corner is legit because that is a genuine goal-scoring opportunity. Throw-ins, no, we won't bother challenging them. You can't challenge a throw-in or something like that. But I think a corner, I think that's a legit challenge because you could that's a legit goal-scoring opportunity from a corner. That's and right. if you do and if you think it's a corner and they give a a goal kick, you can challenge that. And you get you get three challenges at a half. And then that this also then goes back to the whole you're now relying on the players more, and I honestly think that this will then start cutting out diving and things like that as well. Because if I go to him, do you think that that was a legit touch on you for a penalty? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it comes back clearly it was a dive. I'll be like, you've cost me a challenge. You've cost me a challenge because of your ego and your bull crap. And then yeah, I think players would be more likely like, no, 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 don't, don't challenge that. I, I wouldn't like. I, I don't, I don't think you can get that. Yeah, well, I actually saw no, a booking for a dive yesterday. Uh, one of those rare instances where I actually saw yesterday a player get booked for diving. I mean, cool. it happens sometimes, but not as often as it should. No, yeah, no. I'm... But yeah, so I, I think that it should be a challenge system. You get three challenges a half. Because in most sports, that's what you have. The only things that will be automatic two. are, um, pardon. So most thing, most sports are two. All right, two challenges a half. Whatever doesn't really matter. I don't really care. But if you get the challenge wrong, you lose it, don't you? And yeah, if you, you get do, the yeah. challenge right, then you keep it for that half. No. no, it still goes anyway. Yeah. So if you're referring to like American sports, if you get, if you win, if you challenge twice and you win them both, you get a third challenge. Right. If you challenge and you lose, you only get you only get your one other challenge. That's it. Okay. Well, then there you go. There's a rule like that. There. I mean, anything along those kind of lines, you know. Yeah. But it should be within my control to make a challenge, because therefore, then I'm not challenging every little tiny little thing as well. I'm thinking more about what I want to challenge and things like that. So if yeah. I think that he was clearly offside in that situation. I'm definitely challenging that because he was 100%. But then if mm. I think uh, he might have been onside, uh, it was really tight. Yeah, and then I say tough, to my yeah. player, and then I say to my player, look, are you sure he was offside? And if he's like, absolutely, 100%, I guarantee you he was offside, then I go, okay, I'll challenge it. But if he's like, uh, I'm not sure, I don't know, then you think, okay, well, I'm not going to bother doing that. And then it might lead to a situation where more goals are coming back in again because we're not challenging every single tiny little offside, mm. you know, because yeah. now I'm relying more about what I think, what they think, what, you know, the on-field decisions and things like that. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. And 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 the thing is, is that you, initially, like I said, it's the same thing with the swearing. You're going to get players that are going to be like, oh, 100%, 100%, 100%. But they're going to yeah, cost yeah, their yeah. coaches challenges 
And coaches won't put up with that for long. You know, you are messing me up because you can't get out of your own egotistical way. Sort your crap out and start, you know, otherwise I'm going to have to start dropping you. I'm going to start dropping you. I'm not going to start challenging when you think on things. I'm not going to start fining you, things like that. Yeah. the offside bit, the most frustrating thing for me is when you can clearly see a player is about 12 yards offside and they and let they play go the on up, yeah. and then they flag him offside. It's like, if you can quite clearly see he's offside, flag him offside. Well, my point is as well is that, I, I don't know, we've all, we've all played football since we were little kids, right? Yeah. So what's one thing that's drilled into you over and over and over and over again as a kid? Play to the whistle. Play to the whistle. So why is it all of a sudden I'm a full-grown adult with full-grown <laughs> adulting mm-hmm. comprehensive capabilities where I can see and hear other things and still logically come to the conclusion, oh, no, wait, I can still carry on playing. Why is it all of a sudden mm-hmm. when I see one person put a flag in the air, my brain short circuits and I'm like, oh, I can't focus. I have to stop playing now. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, just because the guy puts the flag up doesn't mean that you should stop playing anyway. Yeah. But the ref can now make the decision, no, I'm going to let that go. Or, yeah, even I could see he was like 30 yards offside. Yeah, I'll blow that. Yeah. You know? I, I just, yeah, that's one thing. But we'll we'll get more into it's... my offsides in a minute. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so definitely should be a challenge system so that the only thing, yeah, like I said, the only thing that I think would go automatically is dangerous, reckless play. I think that that yeah. doesn't need a challenge. That goes automatically to a to a VAR goal line decision to stay as well. But the goal line yeah, decisions goal line is decisions. done by the yeah. watch now anyway, so that's that's you know that's fine anyway. That's already a system that's in place that genuinely works, apart from one time where I, I've twice. seen it, it hasn't. I only saw once, but there's been twice, yeah. Fair enough, I would take your word on that, but I've only seen one time where it didn't work properly. So, But, I mean, generally, that's generally a quite agreed-upon, pretty good system, and it works pretty yeah. well, right? Yeah, so that stays anyway. That's an independent thing from VAR anyway, so that's fine. But the only thing that I would say goes automatically is dangerous, reckless play. That goes automatically to VAR. You don't need to challenge for that, because if the refs missed it, but the VAR has seen, yeah, no, there was something really yeah. bad in there that you didn't notice. I, I, I genuinely think you should go and check that out. But then we're talking about situations where pretty much everyone can see, oh, yeah, that's definitely, <laughs> yeah, he and needs to go probably, for that. And there's going to be a break in play there anyway, because if it's that bad, a foul would have been given anyway. So yeah. there's already a break in play. But I'm also talking be. about like things that happen off the ball that, that like the ref can't see and things like that as well. Yeah. Like if we've seen an elbow be thrown in the background when the ref's got his back turned or something, that can go automatically to a VAR. You don't need yeah. to challenge that, for instance. So those are those are what I would say. It definitely needs to become more of a challenge system rather than a we automatically check every tiny little decision throughout the entire game anyway. Now tell me that's not going to speed the game up from how it is already anyway. If we're checking well, every little thing already hopefully anyway... Hopefully it will reduce the, the, the five-minute VAR check. Yeah, because now you're also in a situation where the ref needs to go to the monitor more. Because if yeah, I make yeah. a challenge and the ref doesn't I go to the monitor... every decision, If it goes to VAR and there's a VAR decision to be made... Yeah. The referee should go the to the monitor. The ref should go to the monitor, yeah. 
But then because what I'm saying the is... In, he's the one in charge of the game. Absolutely. So he should go to the monitor. 100% agree with you. The problem decision. is, though, is the way that VAR is set up at the moment, he's going to be going to the monitor every couple of minutes. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying if you make it a challenge system, that's four challenges, maybe six, in an entire game. Yeah. And it's not always going to be every six. You know, there's not always going to be six challenges every single game yeah. because there will be situations where you go, nah, I'm not challenging that. That was clearly, yeah, there was nothing wrong with that goal. You know, or because you as a coach, I mean, but as a coach, Danny, yeah, you've watched games, surely, and you've been like, yeah, nah, that was a good goal, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. even if it's against you, you're just like, that was, that was actually a really good goal. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not going to challenge that. Heat the moment, you might be like, nah. But when you think about it afterwards, you're like, oh no, yeah, not I'm even not... heat at the moment. There have been no, games no. where I've been like, oh man, that was brilliant. <laughs> like in the moment, just like Jesus, that was a great goal. And then I'm like, as the coach, like, well done. <laughs> Especially if you have like, if you have, let's say, you can complain about it twice or something, you know, then you're gonna yeah. think about it. You know, you're not gonna go and like complain on every. Thing you're like, yo, yo, I want to challenge, you know? Like, no. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be legit. Otherwise, you're just going to be, yeah. Otherwise, it's a tool in your arsenal that you're just going to be burning through and wasting all the time. And then you'll soon realise. Continue. I was just going to say, it just comes to a situation where you just start thinking, no, I need to be smarter about this. I can't always be on, like, emotion. (laughs) A challenge. You know, I need to think a little bit more. You know, that was all I was going to say. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, what I was going to say is, because the thing is with VAR, like, if the referee is going to stop the game every couple of minutes, like, do you know how long the like the half is going to go? You know, like, I understand, yeah, okay, like, 45 minutes, and then they're going to add, like, a minute or two if there was, like, some VAR and stuff. But at the same time, like, just the players stopping, like, the pose, you know? Mm. I don't know, man. The, it, it just kind of kills the vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, you think absolutely. about it like from a player's aspect too, not just like spectator, you know? Because like you're watching a high intensive game, like you're watching mm-hmm. this counter attack, pressing, and then suddenly like the game stops. They, yeah, they go back like and a five minute stops break. again. And then go yeah. back and then it stops again. Like the cycle, like, you know, that's why I think if they do what you're suggesting, like challenges, mm-hmm. that would be more smart. Because now I... coaches will start to think it'll be it'll even be like a pre-game team talk kind of thing. They know, like, guys, look, we have two challenges or three challenges or whatever, you know? We can't challenge for everything. If you think it's the right thing, yeah, then we do it. If not, don't waste my time, you know? Like, let's be real. You get exactly. Me? Exactly. And, and, and there will be situations in the beginning where players will piss away challenges. Yeah. But they'll yeah. soon stop doing that once the coach is like, I'm not listening to you anymore because yeah. you just keep wasting my time, you know? Like, players will eventually cotton on quickly to, like, no, like, no, 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 don't, don't yeah, challenge that It's a nice waste of time, you know, don't, just yeah. don't do it, you know? Or, or no, or, like, wait, that is stone cold. I know for a fact I never yeah. touched him. I know that. I promise you, Gaffer. I swear to God, I did not touch him. Then you'll be more inclined to be like, okay, I'll challenge that penalty then. Yeah, I, I, I believe my player, you know? Why not? Yeah. Let's, let's challenge. Yeah. No, yeah, I, that's smart, I think. I mean, that's what I thought it should have been right from the off. I don't know why mm. we did this special rule of 
Well, no, we're special. We need to we need to look at every single decision ourselves, and it has nothing to do with you as players or as coaches. It's nothing to do with you. It's all about us. Mm. I thought it was ridiculous anyway. Um, and then the final point would be changing the offside law uh, to being a situation where if any part of the player's body <laughs> is onside, then the player is onside. Because the way that the rule is set up at the moment was designed for a situation to prevent players from goal hanging and to prevent giving the attackers an unfair advantage. But now we're in a situation where it's just become so in favour of the defence that it's not there for its original purpose anymore. And I genuinely think there should be a situation where if my foot is onside and I'm still running towards the ball, then I'm onside. That would be how I would change the offside law because then you're not getting these stupid tiny millimetre do, have we put the lines in the right place? Have we got, you know... Toe situation. Yeah, you might have that the other way around with like, oh, is his toe onside and stuff like that. I think you'll have that far less than if you have because it... If they're leaning, there's not really gaining an advantage, is it? Cause it's, uh, exactly. My feet are in the same place your feet are. We're both exactly starting from the same point, basically. Mm. Just because I'm leaning forward has not given me a massive advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Plus... It might actually even decrease, like, your speed, you know? Also, if you now combine that with my new and improved VAR, there's less offside challenges that you're challenging for anyway. So there's going to be even less opportunities where you're now putting the lines in anyway. So now it's going to become a situation of he was clearly offside. Turn it into a point where if you're going to make offside that specific, it can only be a part of your body. You can actually score a goal with. Play the ball with, score. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant anyway. Sorry, but you can't, you can't play the ball with your hands. Why does it matter if your hand is offside? Yeah, what does it matter? so that was one situation, wasn't it, with a Spurs uh, game where he was gesturing where he wanted the ball played, and they marked yeah. him, offside. him offside, and it was like because you his hand was offside. Joking. Hmm. It's like he's pointing yeah. where he wants the ball. That is not an unfair advantage. That is no. not... And I hate to use... I hate using the term spirit of the law. I hate <laughs> using that term. But that rule was genuinely brought in to stop giving attackers such a massive advantage. Because I can go yeah. and stand on the six-yard line and I can just wait here for the whole game. You know. Yeah, that's that's what it was designed to stop, especially with now, the, what are you the gonna do? of the back pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was designed to mm. stop like the slowing... Because it got to a point where every single goal kick, the goalkeeper would take the kick to the player, the player would pass the ball back, he'd pick it up and then kick it out of his hands. Yeah. Every single goal kick was turning into that, which is why they brought that rule in. So it sped which, up the game. It was also to, com- yeah, to combat time-wasting because it would literally just do that to waste time. And it was just like, that's why the rule was brought in in the first place. It wasn't brought in as like a, oh, yeah, we need to, you know, minuscule, like this, like microscopic level. Micromanage. Yeah, Yeah, it was generally brought in to stop a player from being like 10 yards offside and then being able to go and score a goal, you know. That's generally what the rule was brought in for. It wasn't brought in to make it so that a defence could 
catch someone off by a freaking toenail. Or their finger, sorry, fingernail or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it wasn't brought in to, to you know, th- th- this is what I found with VAR. VAR has taken away more goals than it has given us. Oh, massively. And that's not and it fun. Hasn't re- and it hasn't reduced the controversy, which everybody said it was going to do, yeah. because it's, you're still looking at subjective decisions. Um, not it made it worse. Yeah, in fact, it has made it worse. Yeah, I agree with and that. It's completely. a whole new thing to moan about. 100%. Not just referees missing decisions, which referees will always do because they're human. It's a person looking at a screen, looking at this, not giving a decision, which would be united. Yeah, which 99% of every entire person in the world could see was a blatant penalty or something like that. And this person is sat in the room has decided to not give it for whatever. But that's the thing is, is that my, my way of doing it, the emphasis is still very much on the referee. It's still yeah, their game to like. referee, you know. Yeah, and it's that's what because I want to see more of. I challenge it. The referee goes, okay, and they go over to look at the screen, and they go, actually, nope, you're right. I, I missed that. Okay, no problem. I'll turn it over. Or they go, no, I stand by my decision. I think that, that is a, I think that's a foul. So I stand by my yeah. decision on that front, which is okay, because then at least the referee is refereeing the game. It's not someone yes. else refereeing the game and saying, referee ref, you need to overturn them. that. Yeah. It's the, it's the referee at the pitch at that time still taking accountability for that decision, not someone at Stockley Park going, yeah, I'd give that, or no, I wouldn't. Yeah. So the only reason that the VAR uh, is there is to, to, re- to referee things off of the ball that the referee can't always see. It's still or... referees. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you say. Or... or... Yeah, they can be used as a sounding board. Where if they're like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not really sure." I mean, he could have touched him. I mean, what do you think? Do you think from from Is there anything what on you're the screen at, that's saying that yeah, I've got this wrong? Do you think that he could have touched him or not? I mean, I'm not sure. You know, it's 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 to assist the referee, video assistant referee, not to re-referee the game. Yeah. So now, in my way of doing it. They've, they've they are now back in an assisting role. They are not now yeah. turning around to the ref and going, "Yeah, you need to. Uh, I, I think that you need to take a look at that again." Or, or yeah, I think there's definitely a penalty. Uh, I'd give it if I was you. It should now be a situation of I, as the coach, have challenged this. The referee goes over to the monitor to look at the monitor and decide for themselves if they want some backup. They can then talk to the video assistant referee at Stockley Park yeah. and say. Mm-hmm. I'm. I really am not sure. What can you give me some advice on this? I mean, it could go either way, really. You know, then they've got a little bit of backup. Yeah. Which happens in other sports sometimes, where you sound it off a little bit and you go, "Look, this is what yeah, I'm it's thinking." What happens in the, it's what happens in the NFL. Yeah, it's like this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Do you do you agree with that, or would you see it slightly differently? Well, I mean, I would probably look at it like this. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let let me see it again. Let me see it again, and I'll, I'll make you know. It's more of a collaborative effort, and the ref is still refereeing the game. Yeah. So it's still in control. Yeah. Take a look at all of that, and what do you think? Have I improved VAR, or have I just made it worse? Sped the process up definitely, and given the referee accountability, which is my biggest bug, one of my biggest bugbears. But... That's yeah. 
that's what I would do with like VAR, uh, refereeing in general, offsides. Yeah. Oh, she bang. Just because, I mean, I know I'm cynical anyway. I know I've become a very, very cynical person, but I don't enjoy watching football anymore because nine times out of ten, it just makes me angry. And I know, and I that's not watching it in. I prefer watching it in stadiums than I do watching it on TV. I don't, I haven't seen uh, a game in a stadium with VAR yet, but I have the feeling Painful. an eight or nine minute pause in a game would annoy me. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. Painful, as you said. I mean, watching it on TV is fine because at least I can get my phone out and look at something else or I can change the channel while they're making a decision or something like that. But in the stadium, (laughs) I just got to sit there in the cold in January for seven minutes while they're just, while some guy is holding his finger to his ear. Yeah. You know, I I mean, uh, I'm not necessarily saying my VAR is perfect. I'm not saying that by any means. But I think it's way better than what we have at the moment. And it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. The, the, the one that I've just uh, portrayed to you, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me you wouldn't prefer that as a VAR. If you, because if you think about it, that's, that sounds more right for a video assistant referee, for a term of video assistant referee, you know? Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I don't get why football thinks it's this special case where it it doesn't have to do things the same way as everyone else does yeah but anyway yeah everyone good okay cool i'm gonna move us on because that's like three topics now we've probably been like well over two hours (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay guys so we're gonna move on to the hall of fame now there's 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 no tiebreaker this time so um we are going to do uh, two players that I actually said, not on the last episode, the episode before, we were going to do next week. And then ne- last week we ended up doing the Premier League players because I forgot, basically. Um, and also, it kind of made sense because we were doing the Premier League. And this week we're doing internationals again. Ooh. So it kind of makes more sense anyway. So, so we're going back right. to the international scene. And we are choosing between the two most capped international players um okay so this gentleman will include two players that you might not have necessarily heard of so no pre-bias now you need to decide off of your own back so choice one datik mira so chin an there you go i'm sorry you're gonna Uh, have to say that again (laughs) datik Mira Son Chin An. Is it Indian or where is he from? Was born the 28th of July 1950 in Malacca, Malaysia. Uh, he started his career in 1969 playing for Malacca. However, it is with Selangor where he made his most success, winning six domestic cups. At the age of 19, Saw earned his first of 219 caps with Malaysia. Uh, the centre-back would score 13 times for his country. However, this will be an issue in a moment. But what we do know is he won six domestic cups, one league title, an Asian Games bronze medal, two East Asian Games gold medals, 
two King's Cups, named an Asian All-Star twice, and inducted into two separate Hall of Fames. Now, as I say, he is the most capped men's player in history. However, uh, the aforementioned record keeping becomes a little bit of a problem here. According to the RSSF, who are an organization who attempt to confirm and correlate stats from multiple sources, Anne has 219 caps. However, FIFA only recognizes 195 of these. So mm. with uh, 196 fully recognized caps is Badr Ahmed al Matarwa. He was born on the 10th of January 1985 in Kuwait City, Kuwait. Can you, can you say the has, name again? Uh, Badr Ahmed al Matawa. Badr al Matawa. Oh, I'm definitely going with him. Okay, well, spoilers, but. <laughs> he has made over 400 appearances uh, for Kuwaiti side uh, Kadzia. Kadzia, and he still plays there. Yes. Uh, he played for only one other club in his entire career. Um, my writing is all over the place. One other club in his career. However, had he been given a work permit, he would have mm -hmm. seen him play for Nottingham Forest. Even Spain. I think he had trials. How random is that? I think he had trials with Malaga or something. But wasn't given work permits. That's yep. the problem. Because, you know why? Because uh, uh, everyone hates Kuwait. I'm assuming it's nope. got something to do with the Iraqi war. No, 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 no. You know, you know mm -hmm. what it is? Okay, so basically the guy, he works with like, I don't know, like not the special forces, but like something like that, you know? <laughs> so he works there and then he plays football as well. You get me? So he's not just like pro footballer. That, that's not just his job. He has a morning okay. job, you know? So mm -hmm. his morning job, basically... Morning job. <laughs> yeah. So his morning job, they didn't allow him to actually travel. You know? Because uh, I, I think he had okay. a good... ...going on, you know? Like, maybe working for the sheikh or something like that, you know? You get me? So, like, some, some like that happened. And then Qatsiya were like, we're, we're not going to let you go. And, like, something like that happened, you know? But they said that it, it was visa issues, you know? Ah, uh, Okay. Danny giving us some deeper insight into the Hall of Fame here. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. It's a benefit of having a Kuwaiti uh, yeah, president, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, he began playing for Kuwait in 2003 and continues to do so to this day, which Danny had already told us. Uh, so as of the 18th of July, that's when I wrote this down, 2022, his stats are as follows. These are probably different now. 443 club games with 334 goals, 196 caps with 56 goals, 8 league titles, 26 domestic cups, mm -hmm. 2 continental cups, 1 Arabian Gulf Cup, 1 West Asian Championships, and as I said before, arguably the most capped player depending on how you judge this. And you missed one thing. What did I miss? I think he even, he even won like top scorer or something like that. And there were like players, including Ronaldo, I think, or like back then, you know, like I, I don't remember. I think it was Ronaldinho. You mean like, like in a season? Player. Huh? 
You mean like in a season, like like world's top scorer? Yeah, yeah I think so, you know. Or it was either international or like as like top season scorer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the, uh, what, Dennis Bergkamp won that last last um, week. We were talking, he won that. So, yeah. So he may well have won that um, one season. I, I didn't find that stat anywhere, so I can't confirm mm. that. But I will I will bow to your superior knowledge of Kuwaiti football. <laughs> <laughs> it it so might even be someone Ito. I think it was Ito or someone. Like, it, it was a top, top class striker, you know? Right, I remember okay. at that time, and he won the award, you know? Yeah. There you go. See, there's one other stat. So, yeah, discuss, debate, ask questions, or just simply make your decision straight away. <laughs> That's Danny. Uh-huh. Has. <laughs> well, I, well, I don't think there's much debate, really, is there? I don't know, is there? I am going to, for me personally, I am going to bow to... Uh, the guy that's still playing, that's still going, that's still going to add, that could potentially continue to add to his record. I should point out that these are uh, men's internationals all times. Yeah. Because obviously the two women that we discussed a couple of weeks ago have got like three times as much as them. (laughs) Yes. Which is, again, uh, with the female game, uh, it's not that uncommon, to be fair. Yeah, that makes more sense, yeah. but um, It's not that uncommon. Uh, But Danny's passion as well, Talking about that yeah, individual, you. yeah, yeah, it really has um, <laughs> in that direction. Because straight away you could sense from um, from from Danny's uh, tone of voice and his passion. Straight away, I was like, "Yeah, that's mine." Yeah, seems really kind of yeah, exciting about he, the player. He, he was a legend, like for like it is. Kuwait, it is by, by the sounds of it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in Kuwait, like when you hear that name, they're like. Like it doesn't matter what team you support in Kuwait, you know. When you hear that name, like when he when he puts the blue shirt on, like the national team shirts, everybody just like supports him, you know. He must be like that equivalent of a Messi or Ronaldo for that. Kind of, kind of, yeah, you know. That sort of uh, the, that the hero that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. not necessarily yeah. hero, but someone that everybody knows. That they. But he's saying no. As soon as he puts on the blue shirt of Kuwait, like everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. He's like the the national hero. No matter what team he plays for, exactly. he's the matter, national you know? hero. Even yeah. though you hate him when he's playing for the club loyal. that isn't your team, but when he plays for the yeah, country, yeah. you love him. That's you it. worship the ground he walks on. There's even another player. Maybe you guys should like watch his videos because that dude was crazy. Like, I, like I don't think there was uh, a more technical Kuwaiti football player than him. And like, and he he also had trials in Spain, and it didn't work out. His name was Fahed Al Anizi. I can send you his name. You guys can check him out. Like, his skills were like on a different level. He kind of reminds me of like Ronaldinho. You know, he had like this long hair. You know, kind of vibe uh, to him. You know, everyone at that point, yeah, wanted to be Ronaldinho. Yeah, he? yeah, but no, like this dude, he was actually very talented. I just don't know what like. Why he didn't make it, you know, I don't know his like story, but he was very like talented. This with, like, is why pressure. I wanted to do this section on the podcast. When when me, Tom, and Phelan were discussing it originally, I insisted that we put this section in here because you get stories like this about players that not a lot of people have heard from outside of Europe. I mean, there will always be like the players. Like I said, the first one was Peter Schmeichel, David Seaman, and then we had like 
uh, Rooney and uh, Bobby Charlton. But then we've had things like uh, Mokhtar. Yeah, Burkham and Cantona, didn't we? Burkham Cantona, yeah. But then we had Mokhtar and uh, Ali Dyer. And then we have yeah. this week with uh, Dakia and Badda. You know, and it's like, I like <laughs> seeing those smaller, smaller, sorry, I should say, quote unquote, celebrities and yeah, yeah, being recognized for the skills and the talents yeah. that they have as well, you know? Like, like you're okay, saying, it's like an the whole. Educational piece. Exactly, you know, and and had it not been for a few little things happening, you're saying like, for instance, with Badda, like the, um, the visa situation being messed up for him. We had the situation where uh, Mokhtar, who uh, didn't want to leave, uh, was it Thailand? Thailand, Bangkok, Malaysia. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It was. Uh, this was a few weeks ago. Um, oh. He, the uh, second top international goal scorer, third behind Ronaldo yes. and uh, Dalia. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't want to leave uh, Thailand. He could have gone to Arsenal. Yeah, no, he could have gone to. Arsenal, it? Yeah. yeah. And he just, no, I like where I live. I don't want to move abroad, you know. But had he done that, it, names well, might have been way more popular, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But it's just situations like, had it not been for a few things, we would all know about these people. But, you know. That's why I wanted well, to do this. A card in FIFA, isn't he? He's a, he's a FIFA uh, Ultimate Team player, I think. So, I mean, yeah, he's probably more well known because he did play in Europe, you know. Yeah. But had he stayed, uh, where where did he play? Uh, Iraq was it? Iran. Oh, but, uh, Iran. It, Iran wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Iran. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It had was, he was, Ali died. Ali Dyer. Oh, Dyer. Yeah, Ali Dyer. Yeah. His version. Yeah. Had he stayed in Iran and not gone to Germany, then no one would have ever heard of him, probably. But because he managed to get to Germany... He was known, he... though, Richie. He was known in the Arab region, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what... I'm... Sorry, he was, sorry, he was, he was sorry. a legitimate superstar, I think, for the... For, my, for my, the my, my... I'm very... I'm, I'm speaking very Eurocentrically now, and I apologise for that. <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, what I meant by everyone was, yeah, everyone in the European Western world. Yeah, I yeah, apologized. Yeah, yeah. True, that true. was a very Western, uh, Eurocentric statement from me. That is exactly the kind of thing that I wanted to get away from with this <laughs> Hall of Fame, was for that specific reason to be like, there are some genuine superstars out in the world that we just haven't heard of because of one reason or another. And I'm yeah. so happy that it actually fell that we have a Kuwaiti superstar with someone who is Kuwaiti on the show Perfect. works out perfectly. Perfect. Yeah, because you can fill in all of the gaps. You can tell us exactly how loved this person is, and that's exactly the point of this section. Yeah, so yeah, it's a nice section, honestly. It, it was a topic that, like, when he said his name at first, I was like, wait, like, did he say it, like, because you obviously pronounced it wrong, Western you know. Western pronunciation. Like, you repeat yeah. the name. Honestly, it's it's a it's a very hard name to pronounce, especially because it's, it's not, Arabic. I try. My Arabic is not great, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, shwe 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 shwe. But it's it's very Westernized Arabic. So I really try to get my tongue and my throat around the noises, yeah. but it's so hard because especially in English. We don't use our throats and our tongue and our nose that much right. to yeah. sound things out. 
Whereas there's a lot of uh, you know, like a lot of stuff that ends in the throat in Arabic, like, eh, and you're right, and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very difficult for us to do, especially as English speakers. So I try to pronounce things, but yeah, I I, I do get it bad. wrong. It wasn't bad. You know, like, <laughs> trust me, it wasn't bad. Mashallah, 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 mashallah. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, he he's a good player. Like yeah, and the thing is, like I'm, um, um, I mean, I don't want to say like I'm sure he smokes, but because <laughs> <laughs> like definitely, you know, every, every Kuwaiti smokes. Most you know? most Arabic so, people smoke. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the dude. I'm I'm definitely sure, like he he smokes cigarettes, but he plays like as if he doesn't smoke, you know. And when mm. he's on the pitch, like you look at him and like his age, like the football that he's playing, like the younger kids on the team they don't even do half of the job that is doing you know at that age like you see him i mean the fact that he's he still being called up regularly for the national team goes to show you yeah, that yeah they don't have no one better you know he's a yeah. striker like he's the striker he's the cap he's he's like like oh he's like zlatan you know for sweden you get me yeah. he's like yeah he's like rooney you know it's not a bad comparison to make though is it he's like He's like Zlatan. I would say Zlatan, yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. The way he looks after himself, the way he carries himself, the way he plays. No one is clamouring for Rooney to come back into the England no. team. But I guarantee you there are Swedish people clamouring for Zlatan, well, Zlatan to come back into the Swedish team. He unretired, he did, didn't he? To try because they, they the begged him to. True. Yeah, yeah. True. Whereas no one cares if Rooney comes back into the team or not. No one wants Rooney back. You know, there'll be uproar if he came back into the team. <laughs> Most people didn't want him back for his own testimonial. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> like that own, that own Rooney special, like where he came back out of retirement. Most people didn't even want him back for that. <laughs> no, they did, they did not. Like, they absolutely did not. Yeah, like, yeah. mate, just go back to Washington and bugger off, yeah? You're just, just, just wasting everybody's time now, mate. Come yeah. On. Clear he was just off. being we... dramatic. You know, he wanted some attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we didn't even want him like towards the end of his career anyway, did we? Like, you know, yeah. England top goal scorer. We're like, yeah, but what have you done for us lately? <laughs> <laughs> it, it legitimately was, yeah. What have you done at a major tournament? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would say the Zlatan uh, comparisons probably. A lot I would better. say that's the most accurate. Yeah. Well, so how he's you... that he's that kind of a figure, you know. As well, he should be. So he is going into our Hall of Fame. Oh, how's how is your Arabic, Danny? Oh, uh, I would say pretty good. Could you Thank welcome you him into it, the Hall of Fame yeah. in Arabic? Uh, okay. Bedroom Tower, Narahab Fik, in the Hall of Fame. Allah. MashaAllah. Clap, clap, clap. Very well done. Thank you very much for joining me again this week, gentlemen. No worries. Yeah, guys, thank you. It, it, it was a nice, it was a couple of nice topics. Let's see. I, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, you you guys need to come up with another topic for because uh, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 not thinking about topics anymore. I'm gonna let you guys decide. <laughs> Honestly, guys, uh, speaking like before we go, I just remembered something. Couple okay. of days ago, uh, this is highly a... unusual. I would like to say, <laughs> bringing up another topic in the outro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't follow any rules. It's just it's the off the cuff. Yeah, the beginning Yolo, of the show gives you, know? you that. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, dude, you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, so let, let me let me continue before I forget. Okay. So uh, and 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 I believe this is gonna open a new conversation. So basically, a couple of days ago, I saw this Mourinho press conference after the game. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, I think it was when they tied, like they drew one one. I think against Asasulo or Sasulo, Sasulo, some some uh, like that. The game that Abraham scored in, I think it was. Exactly that game. So he was like. All 16 players, or like 16 players that part- participated today, 15 out of them, like I'm proud of them for like the effort that they did. There's one player, I told him that you can pack your bags and you can leave on the transfer window. When the winter comes, you're off, you know? Like, mm-hmm. what I wanted to say is I, I, I just miss that coach's character, you know? Like, you don't see that nowadays. Like, where... The player that messes up, and then they give him like a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, and then like the same cycle keeps on going on. You know, with Mourinho, it's like either you're in or you're not. You know, the whole team was like, he he didn't say who the player was though. We don't know. Like we're not gonna know until after the World Cup, I guess. You know, January the first when the guys had his contract. <laughs> January the first. Guys, they sold out. You know, like definitely <laughs> yeah. that's it. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a good topic. But I'm very aware of the fact that we've been going for over two hours already, probably. So how about we kick this topic off again next week? I don't mind. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that that's a generally good topic because I've got some stuff that I would like to say with regards to that as well. Okay, then. Let's keep this for next week then. Yeah, sounds good. And I will try to remember because I'm editing this show. So (laughs) We've got our... uh, Don't forget. Um, well, we're going to have to cover the World Cup anyway to start reviewing our picks, aren't we? Yeah, well, we'll we'll start doing that as well. But I mean, like I said, the, our World Cup predictions, our World Cup coverage show isn't going to come out till February anyway, probably. So that's how <laughs> on the button we are, you know. So, yeah. But we will we will start next week's uh, next week's episode with this topic, and then we can go from there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Start with this and then we'll round up then we'll go round up some stuff. Okay. I like that plan. Well, thank you everyone for joining me again this week. Uh thank you everyone for listening. Um and um, you already know what the topic's gonna be for next week. But until then, take care. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. If you like this, check out Terrifying Tom on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Part of Rich Tea Entertainment.